Dork Tales proudly presents Dungeons and Dragons The Reign of Emrys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Reign of Emrys here on Dork Tales. I hope everybody's doing well tonight. It's Friday night. I'm feeling a little overheated, to be honest, because we're in the middle of heat wave number two up in uh, the Pacific Northwest. But feeling pretty good other than that. Uh, I am Kelly. I'm your dungeon master. I use he and him pronouns. And uh, tonight we are going to be delving into the depths of the ancient ruins known as Vex Nergali uh, here on the Reign of Emerys. But before that, we're going to have to introduce our cast and do this whole sh thing that we always do. Uh, so real quick, some fun announcements. Uh... Tomorrow night is the night. So if those of you who are aware, um, tomorrow night is the first game of our new Mage the Ascension uh, Chronicle over on Twitch. And will be up on YouTube probably on Monday. So you definitely should come and check that out. And if you're watching Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, uh, be sure to catch the next two episodes because that's probably it. It's going to be done. Uh, and Reign of Emerys is approaching the end of its second act, which we will see how that goes in the next couple of episodes. Uh, so th that's the quick announcements for this period. Uh, I am going to go ahead and pass the ball over to Amy for hellos. Oh, to me? Okay. To Hi, you. I'm Amy, and I use she, her, or they, them pronouns, and I am playing Leiden and Merov, the Ismar Cleric of the Grave. Nice. All right, who are you passing to? Something? Um, well, I'm going to pass it over to... I'll pass it to Christine. Just pass it back. Hey, hello. Um, I'm Christine, and I am I use she/her pronouns, and I am playing Claudette Belmont tonight, our human blade singing wizard. Nice. Um, let's throw it over to Caitlin. Hello, I'm Caitlin. Um, I use she/her pronouns, and tonight I'll be playing Telfrin, our um, barbarian of wild magic. And I'm super excited to be doing this again. Again. Let's go. Um, all right, I will pass it over to Robin. Nice. I think. Hello, everyone. I'm Robin. I use she they pronouns, and tonight I am playing Ivy, our uh, tiefling blood hunter, Order of the Mutant, uh, who totally is. To it's totally fine. Everything's fine. Last episode was totally fine. Normal. You're fine. It's great. And, and finally, Mike. Hey everyone, talking about episodes that were just fine. Uh, last episode was certainly a thing that happened to us. That was great. Um, but moving forward, my name is Mike. I use they, them pronouns. And tonight I am playing our lovely little somewhat sociopathic halfling artificer arterialist, Veratrix Soulstar. That's true. All I don't right. feel like it's not like news that you play sociopathic characters. Yeah. I mean, Katarina's not. Um, Zeno is not. Zeno is just Zeno. emotionally immature. And a rich boy, which means that he's yeah. probably a bit of a sociopath. But like he like he actually really cares about everybody else. Oh, that's true. He's just hmm. he just doesn't know how to show it. Um okay. and I mean Katarina genuinely cares about everybody else in her group and the people of icewind dale as a whole actually no, you she, she, you, she, you she's care, come to care. really care about that okay sure but just, uh just trovis is so he's so good all right so folks anything that you need to know before we hop in tonight 
I don't think there is really, so, but so. I'm going to use this opportunity to have a drink of water because it's, it's warm. Yes, it, it is. It's very hot up here. Yeah, it's very warm. For anyone wondering why I am not uh, dressed up as our, my usual, uh, very, it is because my streaming area right now is over 30 degrees. Uh, that's uh, that's in Disgusting. Celsius, Americans. Uh, yes. That's like 90-ish for those of you in Fahrenheit land. Uh, it's not a place you want to be sitting in, like, a chair, really. Um, we were just refinishing the, uh, the deck outside of the, my streaming office, and my office, the living room, and, uh, today was the first day that the asbestos has been removed, so we have not been able to have the windows open for four days, and, uh, I have a breeze on me, and it's, like, the nicest thing, so I'm feeling pretty great. Well, that's great that you got that for game, because that would have been brutal tonight yeah especially for tomorrow mm -hmm. with uh with the victorian costumes which i yeah. hopefully my vest will arrive finally but mm. uh folks enough about that we'll talk more about this on our break um yeah i think it's just probably time to get into reign of emery's here on dork tales when last we left you you had survived an attack near casluxia the fallen, the fallen fortress on the western coast of Emrys. As you flew over it in the Maiden's Lament, looking for any sign of Claudette's brother or any survivors, you found them. But they weren't the survivors on the side you'd hoped. Cadoganian soldiers had swarmed across the water, seized the tower, raised most of it to the ground and were celebrating in the ruins of what was one of the greatest symbols of their oppression. As you proceeded northwards towards Vexnagali, you were attacked. Two of Ivy's sisters assaulted you on the bridge of the ship, along with some strange creatures that I believe Claudette was able to identify as Starspawn, After a heated battle, uh, including some, some deaths and resurrections, and some very strange magic, you all managed to pull yourself together, succeed, and not crash in the ship. When it was all said and done, you s continued forward towards Vexnergali, which is about where we're going to start, with you on final approach. Now, it's been about another ten hours, so all of you can heal up, pick your spells, you've had a long rest. Uh, yes. And, and that means that my level of exhaustion that I had is probably gone? A level of exhaustion goes away, I believe, every two days. Is it? Okay, I have one but level of exhaustion listed here from... Let me double check. That's a good question. Good thing to double check. It's under conditions, and I believe it's every two days of, okay. of rest that it goes away. Uh, yeah. Or I believe you can cast... And double check that it's restora lesser or greater restoration. I think it's Rest greater. Is it greater for that? Because it's... It's a big one. Exhaustion's a bitch. It really is. Exhaustion's and, gross. And it never, it doesn't really show up in standard play very often. Yeah. So we were, um, I originally had three ranks of exhaustion when I, at, when we left the core mines. Mm -hmm. And then you had me back up finally, clear, like, so we had to have been with them long enough that that was healed oh. because now I have one rank of exhaustion. Uh, exhaustion. Let's see. But I don't know if that was temporary. Oh no! Finishing, a, of, finishing a long rest does reduce it by one. By one, okay. 
Yeah. It just if you have more than one rank, it gets rough. Yes. I wish I wish finishing a long rest in real life healed a level of exhaustion. I mean, it does. Right? You just actually have to rest. Yeah, right? I knew I'm forgetting something. Yeah. <laughs> Means put down the phone. I am so excited for my vacation coming up because I'm just gonna mm. read. Like I have a stack of books like taller than this monitor can show, and I'm very very excited. Um, all right, so your final approach is coming to Vexner Galley, an ancient ruin embedded in the north of what is now the Amrisian Empire, but prior to that was well, its own country. Not that long ago, within the past hundred and hundred and some years, this area that you're approaching right now was Aldare, which is actually where Leiden's from. Hanborough is not that far away from Vexner Galley. In fact, many people who settled there used to admire the old architecture in the surrounding mountainside and clefts and ravines. It wasn't until about a hundred years ago that the actual ruin site was found. And there, well, there, who knows? Anyone who'd like to can make me a history roll to see if you've heard anything about this location. I would love to. Okay. Yep. No, I got a three. Okay. Oh, was good. Twenty-one that for I. Not in my tray. Oh wait, I actually. 16. I add 15. five to that. So you're eight. An eight. All right. I'm so, an eight. All right. So you know that it's in Aldare. <laughs> all right uh so you 22 23 something like that 21 yeah 21 all right what was that amy 16 it ended up rolling outside of my tray by accident so it was clattery but okay and christine did you roll yeah it was a 15 15 uh so um and amy i'm sorry what was yours again 16 16 okay i, I wasn't sure if it was 16 or 20 for some reason i don't know why my brain scrambled it's been very hot today so, you and Claudette both know that Vexner Galley is an ancient ruin that is under imperial control. Whatever magics were inside, or whatever relics existed, were seized when the Empire took, took over Aldare some time ago. And as they did, it was basically labeled as a, a curiosity more than anything, um, and set aside for future excavation, but listed as a site of some interest but um honestly nothing worth even trying to bring in tourism to the area it's just a curiosity something that you would have come across in your studies uh however ivy you have heard through your readings um are you actually proficient in history uh yes okay uh so with your studies you would have learned that Vexnergali is a temple of some kind, ancient, from before the Amrisians actually came to Amris, from before human settlement flourished across this area in the same way that it has for the past how many thousand years at this point. You know that it's guarded, or at the very least warded off, and potentially has quite a bit of danger inside of it although the relics and um anything of value was stripped away um several decades ago 
Um, and many of its artifacts can be found in museums. Um, in fact, actually, quite a few artifacts from Vex Nergali and the other, um, the other Vex, which is located over in, uh, in, uh, Cyrene, uh, Vex Dantis. Uh, both of them have a number of artifacts that are in the capital that you've actually seen, uh, magical and otherwise. Uh, vex is an old Amrisian word that literally translates as ruin. And so this, this roughly translates as the ruin under the earth. This is what you would know. And um, I'll say, Claudette, you know that because of your linguistic background. So, Vex Dantus means... Um, the um, the ruin under the sea, largely, or the ruin of the sea. Uh, but Vexnergali is the ruin under the earth. And uh, with that, you are on final approach. You'll be there in about 15 minutes. The sound of the engines are pulsing and throbbing. You are inside of the Maiden's Lament now, making your final well, final preparations for this. Ivy, you and uh, and Leiden are discussing something, though. If I'm not mistaken, what would that be? Preparing Ivy a message. Wanted me to do a sending to Dirk. All right. So. Um, here, this is what I want. Uh, you said there's a maximum of of, of twenty five of words, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't use it too much, but yeah. All right. Uh, here, and she'll squ scribble some words, and then cross it out and scribble. So, but then then she'll like push the push the thing up, give her the piece of paper. So, uh, with with the uh, take it and read it and go. Oh, yeah. It's not yes. gonna be weird that I'm saying this. I mean, I know you maybe. said it's from Ivy, but okay, fine. Yeah. Leiden's gonna send off this message, which I believe was, um, it's Ivy. Want to see if you are safe? We are going to Vexnergali. I miss you. Stay hidden. You can reply. Is what Leiden fires off into the uh, space of spelldom. All right, so saying that into the air. Mm -hmm. There's a brief moment where all you can hear is the sound of the engine. And then some squawking outside, some birds, high-flying ones, fly by the side and honk. Hello? You'll hear in your ear? Is... Do I just talk? Or <laughs> is there... Wait... Leiden? Is Ivy okay? I... Um... I'm okay. I'm on my way back to... That's 25. <laughs> well, um... He's okay. Oh, good. But he tripped over his words too much. I don't know where he's actually going. Like, He's going somewhere, though. Back to somewhere. Sorry, that's all I got. It's okay. I guess maybe that 
I... No one's familiar. I guess we're all not familiar with how this works. But he's okay, so I guess that's... Didn't sound captured, so... That's good. <sighs> I hope. Well... Maybe when we're, we're done this, if you're feeling up to it, like after, maybe in a day or two, we can send him another message to get more clarification. Yeah, let's deal with this first. And yeah. Lynn's gonna reach out and put like a hand on on Ivy's shoulder and just be like, "It'll it'll be okay." You can see that she's quite worried, and she kind of like as you put your hand on her shoulder, her like her shoulder just kind of kind of like collapse a little bit, and she's gonna kind of like oh. feel like let like let out kind of like a big sigh. Like you can see that she's obviously been like holding some some worry in her shoulders, and she kind of just like. <sighs> like oh. let's sit out there. <laughs> I Ivy and she's actually just gonna hug Ivy and be like, it's okay. <laughs> he's smart. He'll he's he, he's kind of, he seems like a charming kind of cockroach. He's like, I don't think anything could kill him. I hope so. He'll be fine. He, he's a he's a nice cockroach. Yeah, he's resilient. I hope so. Okay. Uh... Through the pipe system inside, you're going to hear incoming, incoming, upon final approach. We're going to be landing shortly. What do you all do? I'm do probably going to head up to the deck if that's okay. To but I will finish whatever ride. she's writing. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Very, you'll be able to finish reassembling Crux if you wish. Yay! Okay, so your little mechanical bunny with a slightly different paint job is going to be back. Crux Mark Six. Yay, I'm so happy. Alright. Talfrin, you will have finished polishing off your new sword, getting yeah, everything ready. Looking at it, figuring out uh the heck I got. I think it's got a little slot or something. It does, and uh you have one of those slots, I believe. Uh you have the ice the ice uh the ice cartridge, if I'm not mistaken. Do you have a fire cartridge? No. I don't oh. have any cartridge. Oh, okay. That was Ivy. Ivy has the, the ice one? Yeah. Okay. All right, sounds good. And with that, uh, where you gather up on deck, you will begin your approach. Lowering down into this deep, deep... It's more of a canyon than anything. This wide, sweeping lightning bolt cut into the earth hundreds and hundreds of feet deep. So deep, in fact, that it's dark at the bottom. The way that the canyon cuts from water formation, earthquakes, it's hard to tell at this height, but it wasn't a clean erosion. But it's large, enough that the, uh, the main's lament can slowly lower itself down, down, down into the deep. And before long, you will find yourself hovering some 30 feet above ground. And there, you will see, almost invisible, embedded into the side of this rough stone canyon wall, some 300 
maybe 400 feet tall. A temple. Columns flank an immense entrance. The temple itself is carved out of a portion of the stone nearly 80 feet tall. It looms over you, but the the facing of this temple can be no more than five, maybe ten feet outcropping from the rest of the rock wall of the canyon. It's built directly into the facing. Uh, for those of you who have ever seen Indiana Jones and the uh, Last Crusade, uh, very similar to that, I can't remember the name of the actual uh, temple in r the real world, um, but it's in Jordan. It's um, a fantastic looking temple. Um, but this is kind of what the inspiration was, and I'm like, yeah. Okay. Nice. See, the stones are ancient and weathered and cut out of the same material as the side of the canyon wall or fabricated to appear as such. And as you move your head, you see bits of the entrance begin to camouflage themselves from your view using natural optics. Only the gaping hole that leads in toward a large double door. That is the only thing that remains constant in your vision. The captain approaches you, nods once. We can't get any lower. You'll have to use the ropes. Oh, that sounds exciting. It's only 30 feet. You shouldn't have much trouble. Are the ropes already uh, on the side, like, uh, yes. sent down? Yes, and thank you, chat. It's Petra. So Petra is, is what I was thinking of. Thank you. Uh, yes, so the ropes are already on the side. Uh, one of them is straight, one of them is knotted. Um, Varys probably going to be like, all right, sounds good, and... Uh, Before you go... Leap off the side of the uh, it's ship. Too late. It's too late for her. So um, uh, can I get an athletics check? Yep. As she's leaping off, I was just going to turn to the rest of the group and say, just to let you know, this, this temple's been probably had all of its valuable magic items taken out, but it is still guarded and probably holds many dangers. So we should be aware as we're going into this temple that we're pro probably still traps and, and many dangers for us while we go down there. 15 for athletics. Duly yes. hmm. noted. Let's make sure Very doesn't get too far ahead of us then. All right, so Vary is climbing down the rope at a pretty leisurely pace. Uh, mm -hmm. The rest of you may attempt to as well. The knotted rope yeah. will give you advantage on your athletics check. The straight rope will not, but uh, it's faster. Yeah, I'll use the straight rope. Straight rope. All right, so Wait, everybody... I'm going to use the knotted. Is it straight up strength, or is it, or can you do it more with dex, or...? Uh, cli you know what? Climbing down a rope, I'll allow dex to be sub substituted. Yes. I got uh, 21. 21? No problem. Mm -hmm. Um... But Claudette's gonna like turn to the captain and whoever the crew is out there and just do the whole thank you very much, full curtsy, a whole lot. Very appreciated. I was gonna Hope do to a see fun little like flip off the side of the deck. <laughs> Good sailing. And she'll Good sailing. Hopefully you'll over. be able to make it out if you're alright. We're heading out. Um 
and that is going to be an 18. 18, no problem at all. Basically, I'm looking for I'm looking for a 13. Okay. Um, Lita, I'm thinking she knows to like loop it around her foot yeah. and like hold it between her feet, that sort of thing, to slide down. You said advantage if we're using the knotted rope. Yes. Okay, good. I'm gonna use that. My athletics they not good. Um, so that's gonna be a. That's a 17, thankfully. 17? Not a problem at all. All right. So, uh, what's Crux's armor class? Um. Oh, I don't actually have his sheet up because I forgot. Um, also, I rolled a 22 for. Oh, perfect. So, <laughs> yeah, that. you're just going to repel down. <laughs> Talfrin, you already went as well, right? Everybody, so, everybody's handing off. Um, Crux is yeah. 13. Yeah. 13. Which, by the way, like Claudette does wear a skirt, but she has like a pair of like proper pant type legging things underneath of it because this is adventuring wear. This is true. Skirt blowing in the wind. And what are you doing? The captain says, looking down at the carbuncle. Rubs are stupid. The carbuncle will stand on the edge gauge its uh gauge its trajectory from 30 feet uh and as uh very as you slide down the rope and hop off uh you grip uh you are how many hit points does uh does does <laughs> does crux have i swear to god how many hit points um uh, he has <gasps> can you get crux to make me an athletics check please uh, he has twelve hit points. Okay, he's probably he's he's give me an athletics check. Uh, well, he got a nineteen base. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Um, so, so that take, is gonna be yeah. He's he's fine. I think he'll take two points of damage, and that's all. So that's pretty good. Um, all right. So there is a moment where um, he where the carbuncle wiggles his butt for a moment, calculating trajectory. And as Crux is about 10 feet from the ground, he's going to launch himself and Mario stomp off of Crux. <laughs> just grink and land on the ground delicately and just start cleaning himself. Crux is going to get mildly bounced off of some soft earth. So after that, he's, he's going to land, go like, you know, like hop up to the carbuncle and just thump loudly at it. And then return to my shoulder. Whatever. And then I'm gonna cast mending on him, and that'll. Yeah. Better it than me. I am flesh and blood. And he isn't. Unless you've got it hidden in there somewhere. I don't smell it. <laughs> I do, actually. He has a heart in there. I've seen it. It's made of metal. I. So are half the people on that ship. Hmm. <laughs> he could have just carried you down nicely if you'd asked. I would have, but you jumped off too soon. When Claudette gets home, she goes, Oh, I didn't realize you were coming with us. I'm going to stay with the pirates. I don't know. It's up to you. Probably be a lot safer with the pirates. We tend to get ourselves in. Potentially, we're about to go into 
I'm sorry, dangerous temple? Very, the temple is dangerous. It has, you know, probably dangerous traps and stuff. That's what I was trying to say as you jumped off the boat. I mean, compared to the last place, the, the last cave that we went into, I can't imagine it's going to be that much worse. Why would you say that? Yes. Barry, why would you say that? I mean, this was this was a planned temple. It had, in other words, like, the traps were ruined. planned. The other area I don't think was very planned. Yes. Shall we go? Let's head out. Carefully. Walking. Leiden's going to look over the carbuncle. And do you... I don't know if any of us asked already. Do you have a name? Hmm. I don't know. Do I? Do you? Call me what you want. I mean... What's your I, name? Leiden. Hmm, call me Leiden. Um, no, that's my name. Hmm. Well, do it's... you want me just to call you Carby? Hmm, that sounds bloaty. Yeah, so pick a name. Uh... Or... Buncle? Bunk Buncle? I feel like that would get mixed up with the bunny. His name is Crux. But it's a bun. Yeah. I've heard you. You talk about it a lot. Yeah. You have this this gem in your forehead. What about how do you feel about Jim? Jim. Jim. Yes. Jim. Jim it is. That sounds outrageous. Or Jim? Truly outrageous. Oh. All right, Jim, let's go. Yeah, let's well, go, Jim. <laughs> well, I like that. Like that. Yeah, if Jim didn't... Oh, Jim didn't seem to, uh, to uh, keen on anything, so we're going to need something. Right, Jim? I'm sorry. I didn't mean for this to happen. Yeah, me neither. I was throwing suggestions out. Well, well, at least I'm not a cannibal. Um, Neither am I. Wait, who is? No, you're descended from cannibals. What are you descended from? Gods. Angels. And what do gods do? They don't eat each other. Oh... They Should might. They do other heinous acts. Anyway, let's go, Jim. Shall we? Mm. Need to find a better name. Mm -hmm. The spunk of yours, Talfrin. A little sassy today. Feeling mm. better after that? I fight? was going to say before you yeah. smarted off. You feeling better now that you're resurrected? Oh, no, no, you didn't. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Etiquette, etiquette. <laughs> that didn't happen. That didn't happen? <laughs> didn't happen. All right, so what are you guys talking about? What's going on? I mean, Leiden's looking at the at the carbuncle going, do you please want continue? to be called, <laughs> I, I, I won't call you what you don't want to be called, but I do you want to keep being referred to as the carbuncle? Oh. But you seem oh. to have something else you wanted to say, too. Yeah, that. It'll gesture down, and anybody with passive perception of 14 or higher will be directed to the fact that there are recent tread marks on the ground. Oh. 
Oh. It looks like there was a patrol here not that long ago. We should be careful. Oh, yeah, look at that. If anybody wants to make me an investigation or a survival roll. I would love to make a survival roll. Am I good in either of those? I'm really good in investigation. Are any of them fey, fiend, or undead? Uh, no. What'd yeah, you get so. on that? What'd you get on that, Barry? Uh, 26 investigation. 26? Uh, it appears uh, this was a mobile transport. A small one, usually used for patrols. Um, just basically a scouting vehicle. You'd say that it probably came by given, like, the, that it rained last night and that it's actually, like, pretty solid, like the tracks are right now. Uh, probably this morning, and it's it's going on mid-afternoon at this point. Probably comes by once or twice a day. Okay, and she'll say all that as she's investigating it. So, it's probably going to come back this afternoon. Mm. So, we probably should head inside. Yeah, get in, get out. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's try to be a bit hasty. And Harry's going to start wandering towards the front, towards the uh, entrance. Why don't I guard the back, just in case? Uh, Leda's pulling, getting her shield right up and ready, and is... Yeah. Can I do that is going to, like, try and keep an eye out and look around and try and figure out, because we don't know what we're here for. Yeah. Besides the fact that we've been told to go here. So... Can I make, like, is it just, like... Is there anything else around other than like the ruin? Mm. Like roads other than There are some dirt roads that are winding their way through the basin of the uh, of the gorge, well, the canyon I guess I should say. But that's about it really. Um except uh what was your survival roll? So mine was not great. I got um, a 13 on survival. You are glancing around, and as you are, you are going to see that occasionally in the canyon, there are these, like, post-hole digger-sized ruts. Basically about as about as wide as a basketball, punctured into the ground uniformly about, about eight inches, nine. There's actually one about ten feet away from you if you look around. What would make that? And she'll draw, like, Ivy's attention to it, probably. Looking at it, it's... They're fairly regularly spaced at about... About 20 to 25 feet, up, like, um, separated from each other. Does it seem like the regular interval of, like, a machine of some sort? Kind of. Uh, with It seems more like a... I mean, maybe a machine, maybe a stride. Um... Say, is, it, is it like footprints? Like, are there sets of two, or is it just like one on one? Yeah. One moment, please. <laughs> is it this? Yeah, Ivy will definitely come help lead in, like if she points that out. Ivy's all over trying to see what the all heck right. we might be up against. There we go. As you're glancing around, you'll see that there's not much life at the bottom of this canyon. There are a few very scraggly, thin trees that kind of reach up into the fog cover that kind of obscures you and the sky away from you. 
And as you're looking around, a lot of these trees, they kind of remind you of some of the of the coastal variety, like the conifers that reach up almost limblessly until they puncture through the cloud cover. Now, the bottom of the, the, the Nogali Canyon is very densely fogged and as you're down there you're actually going to be feeling a bit of a bit of a chill as the cold sets in the fog only hangs about 30 feet up it's what you had to basically rappel down through as you were coming in and uh, as you are looking around you are going to notice that these um yeah these these trees are actually about the same size as these posts maybe they were removing them I mean, one of these trees is about uh, about 40 feet over to the right. There's a cluster of them, actually. There's a little copse um, of about eight of them over there. All spaced about 20 feet apart. So it seems like someone's built, like, planted these trees at a regular interval. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, kind of. At this kind of puzzling, Ivy's gonna kind of reach into her bag and she's gonna pull out this like golden looking liquid and she's gonna just pop a potion. Um, well, not a potion, one of her mutant um, mm. makeups mm. things. I'm trying to remember the word for it. Uh, chemical formulas. Um, so I'm gonna gain the precipient. Um, okay, what does uh, that do? It, it gives me advantage on wisdom ability checks, side effect I have disadvantage on charisma ability checks. So it's just mm -hmm. gonna help with like investigating shit around here. So sure. Ivy's gonna take that. What would you like to do? Uh, could she make another survival check to kind of sure. see if this was like removed or like how it, if it looks like. Yeah. yeah, you may. Go ahead and make me a survival check. Cool. That's better, that's gonna be 21. Glancing down into the hole, you'll see that there are little notches at uh, three of the four corners, kind of clutching into the ground, as well as you're going to pull out, almost unnoticed, uh, mixed in with some of the dirt, a long needle-like hair. It's very coarse and almost could be used as a sewing needle it's so coarse it's about the length of um the distance between the tip of your thumb and the tip of your index finger if stretched out entirely blackish grayish green it kind of is a little incandescent actually as you turn it it kind of blends in with its surroundings slightly and then you recognize where you've seen the marks inside of that hole before. It was during some of your mutagen training on things like spider climb and how arachnids cling to walls, the hairs, and the basis of their feet. And can I get an initiative roll off of everyone right now for the surprise round? Ah! I think Claudia is definitely surprised because I think she was probably sketching Giant spiders! Ah! <laughs> right. So done with surprise. Okay, throw them in the chat. Throw them in the chat. Oh yeah, Carmichael. Okay. 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 So we've got. Uh, got. Okay. 
Also, thank you, Frog. It's infusions. Thank you. Um, the word just has just was not. I used mutagen it. and I liked it. It's mutagen uh, too. It's good. It's mutagen as well. Uh, Claudette. Okay. Uh, then it is. And then it is. Wow, Leiden actually rolled really well. Um, and then. All right. As you. As you notice that, you are going to jolt back upwards uh, and know exactly what is going on here. And as you do, Claudette, you're going to be just sketching as Ivy suddenly jerks to her feet and uh, goes to ready herself into action. Um, above you, you are going to see the trees sway in the breeze, and then a bit of the clouds and mist are going to part, and you'll see that it is not a tree at all but a 60-foot-tall spider. And, uh, story time. Uh, I hate it. I hate it so much. A spider the size of a large house with legs that could pass for trees moves through the mist and comes down toward you. Ivy, you and it are acting at the same time. Uh, So, uh, I would like to know, what's your plan? Um... It's like right above me. I it's about like forty to... feet away. Yeah. Oh, 40 feet. Shit. It's okay. however it is moving toward you. So, if you um, would like to go second, it will be right next to you in a second. Sure, that sounds great. Perfect. Okay, uh, I'm going to use. Ooh, I'm going to use. I'm going to use paralytic web on one of you at random. I think, whichever looks um. Ye- yeah. Okay. So, one, two, three. Okay. Uh, Talfrin, do me a favor, my friend. Uh, make me a. Uh, ooh, make me a saving throw. Uh, which one? Constitution, please. Okay. I rolled an eighteen. Beautiful. So, ooh, this thing. This 25. thing goes. Suddenly, you'll hear the sound of trees. <laughs> lifting up as these trees walk toward you and above them you will see this dripping with venom set of uh, of these awful jaws beneath four red eyes with a sharp arching brow line fire uh. webbing at you um, oh, actually the webbing's going to come from uh, from a duct in its stomach I'm going to say like a spinneret kind of uh, in its lower groin uh, it fires this paralytic web at you uh, and you are going to be covered in this uh, however, you are not paralyzed. Uh, That's nice. Um, you are restrained, however. Uh, however, okay. as it touches your skin, you're going to feel it start to leach this n- narcotic venom into you, and you're just going to shrug it oh. off with your anger. Uh, Ivy, this thing yeah. is about 20 feet away from Pissed. you now. Cool. Okay, I'm going to try this. <laughs> um, I need a... Strength saving throw from the spider, please. Okay, does a 19 work? Yeah, okay, fine. It's not going to be reduced to zero. I can't take so, any actions. Done. Sorry, it, it has a it has Goliath in the name. Yeah, I know. It's fine. Um, I just figured I could try the blood curse thing. I, Ivy's still going to take, because I had to amplify it to not affect okay. the size, because um, usually it's one one side's above me, but if I do the, if I amplify it, it doesn't matter the size of it. So Ivy's still gonna, she only rolled a one on the, 
on the d6. So thankfully, she only takes one point of damage. All right, for so that. slashing your arm. Okay, that's not going to work. It's going to. Um. So then she's gonna. She's gonna take out her two swords and uh, give it a good old choppy chop. Sounds good. So I guess you can't attack it, so you have to attack its legs, I'm I'm, a, I'm pretty sure. I'm a, yeah, I was a figuring like, I probably could attack its leg if it's at the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, the legs are still at the ground. Cool. All right, so I'll make uh, two attacks. No lightning damage yet, because use my, okay. my, um, my blood right for... Or use my bonus action to do the blood curse thing. Um, does a... I can't tell if that's a nine or a six. I think that's a six on the die. Um, does a 15 hit? It does not. Okay, it does a 20 hit. A 20 hits. Your first okay. strike, as you rush forward, you're going to slam it into the side of the leg, but much like a tree, this is a very solid structure. It has to be to hold up something this gargantuan. You draw back your blade and slash again. Uh, and that's gonna be nine points of piercing damage. All right, you will stab into it. Bits of this mucusy blood will start to splurt out onto your blade. And you'll hear this <laughs> noise echo down at you. Um, so you used your action to move, or your movement to move forward uh, 20 feet. Are you going to try to back up at all, or? <sighs> Probably not, because it's a giant-ass spider. It's probably going to catch up to her anyway. Um, so probably not. She's just kind of going to just, okay. just just, just, chill. All right, sounds <laughs> good. Uh, and then that is going to be the... I'm just going to go through. That's the end of the surprise round. Uh, in the distance, you can hear something else. And then... Suddenly, there are a lot more trees in the distance getting closer at the edge of your visions. Uh, they will probably be here in a couple of rounds. And top of the initiative with Claudette. Claudette, what would you like to do? Okay, so we're in the, like, courtyard, So basically, you are standing right in front of the entrance to the temple, which the temple's, uh, the, the, the entranceway that leads in is about 15 feet tall and about, uh, about, about 20 feet wide. Okay. Uh, um, Claudette's gonna look at it then, try and make sure there's no like weird loose stones or traps she's read about in books, mm-hmm. and go in. Your passive perception doesn't notice anything, so if you wanna if you wanna make a roll for it, uh, my passive perception is shit. So yes, I want to roll. Make for a roll. It. <laughs> I only have twelve. Twelve? Oh, sorry, I am not was... pass. I'm not very passively perceptive. That's okay. Uh, that is going to be. 18. 18? Yes. All right. So, 18. Uh, you're going to notice that it doesn't appear that anything is trapped here. Uh, all that you will see is at the far end, the doors of the building, the temple, are shut. Uh, however, that is about 40 feet down uh, into this, this entranceway. Only 50, 15 foot high. This thing's like 60 it, foot. This thing would, this it would have to really work. It might be able to, like, stick its arm in like you're in a cookie jar. But that's a lot easier to defend against. Yeah, and it, it, this, these things look like they're not terribly mobile. If you looked at them, like their their legs bend at the top, but yeah. not really the entire like phone it, pole size like length. They're on, like stilts, right? They're basically on stilts, and ba- basically how they eat is they 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 hit you with a loogie and they suck you back up and eat you. Lovely. It's hey, um, <laughs> ain't nature grand. Uh, but yes, you can t- absolutely run forward. Okay, uh, um, so, I'm gonna do that and shout. Into the temple. Okay. 
That sounds great. Uh, it is Goliath Longlegs' turn, which just sounds like a name you should strip to. Uh, well, you. dude, if we're on the same in initiative, could Ivy go first this time? Yes, what would you like to do? Ivy's gonna disengage and run. Okay, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see if my spit recharges. Uh, it does not. Uh, so I am going to uh, I am going to use the real action on Talfrin. Uh, the Goliath Longlays blows one creature caught in its web up to 30 feet straight toward it. If the target is within 10 feet of the Goliath Longlegs, it can make a bite attack as a bonus action. So Talfrin is going to be yoinked off his feet and dragged 30 feet toward, which means that I can use my bonus action. Uh, Talfrin, uh, you are restrained but not prone. So do you have... You know what? The way I said it, I said it can't really bend down, so I'm actually going to deny myself that until I get you one more round closer. Okay. I just don't trust it. Uh, <laughs> but I am going to try to kick Leiden. <laughs> oh, that was a hit, and then it rolled over to what was probably a miss. Uh, is a 13 a hit, Leiden? It is not. Okay. Uh, I've one got of these, my shield up, so... One of these trees is going to, like, lift back and swing, and is going to slam you so hard in the shield, you're going to actually skid back, like, two feet. Brace yourself, and uh, Ivy, you are running. Uh, very, it is your turn. All right, so um, she's going to pull out her pistol, the shooting star, mm -hmm. uh, level it at the uh, one that's trying to eat Talfren, mm -hmm. and fire. Okay. Um, You're firing at it? Yes. Okay. So here's hoping I don't botch and just take Talfin's head off. Yeah, you do what you got it. It happens, right? Well, it's not a botch, but I'm basically sure that's going to be a miss for sure. Um, that's going to be an eight to hit. An eight to hit is going to be a miss. Your shot is going to go wide and uh, is going to just kind of bank off some nearby rocks. Uh, and you're going to hear shush, 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 as the other ones start to speed up their pace towards the loud food. <laughs> um, and then using bonus action she's going to give an order to Crux to hit it with his force attack okay and then get out of there okay um, so that is going to be a spell attack modifier is that thing and that's going to be a 19 to hit that will be a hit. Okay, so here's a 1d4 plus my proficiency bonus. Is really. Um, <laughs> is going to be 4 force damage. 4 force damage. All right. Yeah. Um, there is going to be a little as you as crux sends like a like a hadouken wave against the side of this thing's face and a little bit of spittle is going to fly out of its mouth and it's going to kind of glare down. And then um, and then he's going to fly. How close does he have to get to do that? Uh, it is a range of 30 feet or, f yeah, 30 feet. Okay, one sec. So oh, I thought I... we were fairly close to begin with. Mm -hmm. or... No, you are. I was making sure that, he, well, my reach is pretty big. So, That's fair. Um, so, um, uh, let's so yeah, see. Then he's going to. 30 feet? Yeah, okay. Fly back down. Sounds um, good using his movement. All right, so 
doing that, uh, you are going to be able to do that. And uh, are you making your way toward the door, or are you hanging out? Um, I'll make my way towards the door, but I'm not going to go in. Talfrin's still hung up on a spider, so... Yeah, I was wondering about that. Uh, yeah, so that's not a good place for Talfrin to be, so... Leading. She's hanging around until that's good. Leading, yeah. you're up. So... How far am I from everything? Is it uh, right now? You are about twenty feet away from this thing. Okay, and how far am I from the entrance to this tunnel uh, area? You okay. are about about thirty feet. Okay, that's not too bad. So if you're um, on roll twenty right now, it is just off the map. Okay, I currently actually can't see anything on roll twenty, so it's all black for me. Oh, it's because you don't have a light source. That might be why. Um. In which case, if I can't see anything, then I can't see anything if I don't have a light source. Oh, that's really weird that you don't have light down here. That doesn't make any damn sense. I don't know. Because if so, the first thing she's going to do is cast light, which she would have done several rounds ago because she can't see anything. No, 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 no. It's not, that's not what okay. I'm talking about. But okay, cool. Like, you guys are out in the middle of the day, but for some reason it's not giving you... Okay. That's weird. I might have to just turn that off. Um... All right. Okay. But what I am planning on, do, uh, on doing is if I can cast Guiding Bolt, I think, against mm -hmm. this thing, I want it to release Talfrin, which I don't know if it can try and rope in two things at once, but I'm going to tempt it and see if distracting okay. it works. He's going to fall 30 feet just to let you know, but... Yeah, but you wouldn't be eaten. I'm not sure what's better here. You're only about 20 feet in the air right now, Talfrin. Okay. So, okay. You're strong. Only You'll though. probably be okay. I'll heal you if something happens. You're okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is a... I need to make a ranged spell attack against this thing. And I'm just going to hope that it doesn't have very good defense. Um, oh, I don't think I did it. I don't no. think I did it. I don't think an 11 hits. An 11 does not hit, unfortunately. I rolled a three. Shit, okay. Well, that sucks. So, but instead, she's going to... Oh, that was her action. Um, fuck. All right, so casting Guiding Bolt. Um, I... You are going to cast it. Uh, there's going to be a, a bolt of light that strikes near this thing. Uh, it is not going to... Uh, it is not going to be able to be stopped by that. Uh, okay, the carbuncle is going to take its turn and is going to look up its rules. Um, the carbuncle is going to, to jerk about 10 feet to the side. Uh, aim up, and I rolled it. Yes! This guy is great. Um, all right, uh, is going to kind of crouch down, trajector itself with its uh, with a butt wiggle, and you'll see... As like a ray of of garnet colored light rips across the ground and is going to sever the web. Uh, Talfrin, uh, can you give me an athletics check? Or probably an acrobatics check. Oh, cool! I was gonna boast of myself, but I guess we'll do this instead. Um. Oh, that's actually not bad. That's twenty-two. Okay, so you're gonna land on your feet without taking oh, damage. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah! Uh, you nice. are no longer restrained. The okay. carbuncle is going to growl at you. Not Jim, and is going to take off running toward the entrance. Uh, and uh, Talfrin, it's your turn. 
well, you gotta give me something better. He's just gonna disengage and just book it. Okay, <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. All right, um, Very, did you spend any of your movement? Uh, no, she was she was basically going to just wait until Talfin was free and then head towards the entrance. Okay, I'll say that you had a held action for that. All right, okay. so rushing toward the entrance, uh, you are all going to be just leaving range. Uh, okay, so top of the initiative, uh, Claudette, um, the door in front of you is is shut. Would you like to try to open it? Um, yeah, I would like to check and see. Okay. Um, if I think I, if looks it looks like, like there's a trick to opening it, if it's just a push, um, and if there's anything that looks like it might be a trap. <laughs> uh, it looks like there's an arcane seal on the door. Okay. You can make me an arcana roll reflexively. Just, uh... Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Uh, it should open to people with the correct credentials, by voice and touch. Shite. You could try. You can also try to overpower it by just being incredibly confident in who you are. It's one of the you know the problems with the system. Uh, and uh, theoretically, uh, with a twenty-three, you know that if you believe strong enough, like without pretending that you are more important that sometimes can hijack it what is really good though is that a lot of these wards are based off of um uh the submission of blood uh so if you are related to someone you might be able to hijack their key okay. um do i think it logs who uses it or sends an alert anywhere uh it might send an alert probably doesn't log probably sends a silent alarm somewhere but you got to get in here. Hmm. What do you do? I guess I try and make it work. Okay. I would like you to make me a charisma and uh, arcana check. Okay. Do you try to force of will this lock open? All right. Um... Well, I rolled an 18. Okay. And I add... Um, so yeah, replace your uh, charisma for your intelligence in Arcana. Uh, so it ends up being 23. 23. Uh, how do you hijack this? Um, well, I'm thinking it might be best to try and pretend to be somebody blood related or something so what do you say just because then at least hopefully it's not logging that claudette belmont <laughs> opened it um i'm not sure who i could mm, no, do probably, you have any suggestions for that because i'm i'm drawing blanks father. of who i could sorry probably your father okay it's a shot in the dark, but with a 23. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. Thinking thoughts what my father's like. <laughs> okay. Do I think I have uh, to say anything out loud or? Uh, yeah, you probably have to say his name. All right. Very. Crispin Belmont. <laughs> uh, there is going to be a, like, 
the the glyph on the door is suddenly going to be ringed by blue energy and you're going to see a number of bits of the glyph start to turn like the pins in a lock and the door will and rattle open in front of you hey, that worked and uh, with that uh, are you all trying to jump through and shut the door I want to check and see what we're jumping into before I do that. Uh, it is a long corridor that looks like the the entrance to a temple of some kind. Okay. I will enter carefully. <laughs> okay. All right. So stepping inside, uh, is anybody sticking around outside? Um. Nope. Nope. Pretty much once they're headed inside, Leiden's following, as long yeah, as she I... doesn't... Trying not to provoke opportunities, she doesn't know what the range on these things are. All right, so I get an attack off before that happens, Leiden, mm. and, uh... Yeah, so... All right, so I get some attack off before this happens. I need to grab more dice. Okay, so, Leiden. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Leiden, Talfrin, and Vary, you were the last ones in, so yes. I'm pretty sure that that is a an 18 for Cla- or for Leiden. Yep, that'll hit. Uh, and then 21, 21. So I'm pretty sure I hit all of you. Yep. Okay. Well, it could. Oh God, really? That's so good. Uh, okay. Uh, each of you is going to take four points of damage. Mm. Uh, as this leg reaches as reaches as far in as it can, it starts just goes just goes bap 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 and starts like knocking you around <laughs> like a cat. Uh, each of you is gonna take four points of damage because that's okay. it, its legs are not that strong to be honest. Um, fair, it's, fair enough. It's really good at, at hitting you, but really bad at doing that much damage. Uh, behind them, you will hear other Goliath uh, Goliath long legs muttering in strange spider sounds. Ah. Some of them angry that uh, they came over for food that has now ran away into this hole. Uh, and <laughs> you will start to hear the sound of tearing flesh. And one of the trees behind you will fall over, having been torn away from the body by an angry, larger Goliath. Okay. Uh, it appears that the larger Goliaths are getting their food one way or the other. That was uh, my business. <laughs> All right. Um, as I was heading into the room, could she make a investigation check for tramps? Uh, and, sure. And how dark is it? Because if it's if it's really dark here, Leiden's gonna want to cast light on her shield. Sounds good. I think I already have light set up for you, but let me know I think if you I don't. do. Yeah, it looks like I do. All right. There is no dog in game. If you can hear Charlie barking. If you can't, then forget I said anything. Okay. Uh, just just one sec while I get this all ready for you. You step into the main hallway, the entranceway of this temple. Sorry, one sec. 
Sorry about that. You can faintly... It sounded like someone was yelling at him. That's why I wanted to pause for a second. I was like, what is going on? I was thinking it might be one of the people in the water. Um, okay. Anyway. Sorry about that. I will take that out of the YouTube. Stepping into the main corridor inside of this temple, the ceiling suddenly expand upward. Incredibly. Beyond the reach of your light. Nearly a hundred feet tall. In fact, that's beyond the reach of most of your visions. As you see it expand ever upward, you will also see that there is a 20-foot wide path that leads deeper and deeper into... There we go. Sorry, let me just make frame it right. There we go. Deeper and deeper into this temple. On either side of you, on raised platforms some 15 feet tall, you will see immense statues of humanoid figures. Humans, you would say, to be honest, although they're dressed in various degrees of ancient armor or ancient scholars' robes. Between them is the symbol of... Well, it looks like, kind of like a cat or a lynx. It's very well eroded but they flank on either side. Their forms are mostly warped and eroded by time, but they still maintain a slightly feline presence with triangular ears at the tops of their brows. Looking around, you can see that there is no discernible light source, and a soft mist clings to the ground inside of here, as well as the smell of thousands of years of decay and age. Dust covers everything around you, and the materials here appear that um, everything appears to be made of the same type of stone, some type of some type of quartz, maybe, or sandstone. No, it's all sandstone. It's slightly opaque. Looking around, make me a roll with your investigation if you haven't already. Are we also able to do that? The rest of us? If you'd like to, yes. Uh, or you can give uh, give Ivy advantage. I have advantage already because of my potion. So. 18. Okay. Mm. I also got an 18. 10. 10? I'm helping. I'm not really helping. Mm -hmm. You don't see anything immediately. It doesn't appear to be anything of note inside of this entryway. Except that investigating, you will see that there there's a lot of damage to the floor. Someone at one point brought heavy machinery through here. Many of the tiles that are here are cracked or broken and covered in dust still. It's been decades since anyone brought these things through here and there's been enough time for debris to pile up in those gaps you'll see scratching and digging you'll also see just occasionally bits of broken glass bits of just random debris a bit of a bit of rubber tubing looks like it was just ripped off of something not enough to be able to tell what it could have been besides something with plumbing 
but no traps here. Now this room is quite long, and uh, in fact, as you look around, you see that um, it's probably about 200 feet long. The last 50 feet go up a double-wide stair stairwell to a platform that lead to a pair of... Well, do any of you have uh, vision uh, above, uh, beyond 120 feet? I don't have vision above 60. Okay. Uh, then this corridor stretches infinitely into the darkness. Leedon would like to move forward with her shield up um, okay. All and right. get... I think she wants to go to the end of this segment. She's kind of looking at the statues on either side and seeing if they like look familiar at all. Sure. You can yeah. anybody who wants to can make me a history roll with disadvantage due to the age and wear of the statues. Totally. I'll make the roll. Each of them is made out of this strange Shit. material that appears to be like seventeen? It's thirty like, twenty. Like blue and concrete. Oh wait. History, you said, correct? Yes, with disadvantage. Twenty-four. What's your bonus oh. to history? Five. I rolled a nineteen and a nat twenty. Hmm. God damn it! Wow. Right. Wow. All right. So, glancing around, you can see that. Uh, so, I got a. Can you put the totals in the chat, please? Sorry about the typing. Uh, Talfrin, these statues are they, they are old. You are sure about this. Like you're Oh like, yeah. Like this is this really is old. It's real old. I don't know. Like and the only way through is forward, so let's go. <laughs> Alright. Why worry about the old statues? Yeah. Alright, so uh the rest of you are going to have various degrees of knowledge about what you think this is. Uh, Leiden, this is quite old. Like, this is fairly thousand, several thousand years old. Um, Christine, uh, Claudette is going to have a good sense that this is, this is pre-Amrian. Like, this is pre... definitely pre-Amrian stuff. This is the human settlements that existed here before the first Amrian settled in old Amrys. Uh, and, uh... Very. This is, um, yeah. This, this is as far back pre-colonial Emery's as as could be. Like this is seems to be like an original human settlement. And honestly, okay. like this is like going into like like a temple set up by pilgrims or older for us. Like it's that kind of vibe. Like, everything here just, like, stinks of age. Uh, but what you're going to notice as well, just looking around, is that um, a lot of the... You can't climb up there. It's 15 feet. Um, is that uh, a lot of the carpentry work here looks like it was done with... Probably not carpentry. A lot of the stone work and and stuff here appears like it was done with a variety of different styles. 
um, you'll actually notice that there's a lot of a lot of dwarven craftsmanship here a lot of some halfling craftsmanship here like it's fairly fairly intricate fairly diverse actually and, he's uh, gonna be kind of explaining this as as she goes and background time Oh great, where did it go? Okay. What do the rest of you do? Well, Leiden's not really getting much of a sense of this, and she's just listening to what they're saying. But she's keeping an eye out, like, down the passageway at this point. She's kind of just trying to uh, she really, I really, she really wishes she could see further, but she doesn't want to leave the group behind. So she's yeah, just... Ivy's kind of probably keeping flank with with Leah and kind of like keeping watch. looking forward, ever kind of trying to mm -hmm. not be surprised. Claudia <laughs> yeah. is trying to pay attention, but she's pausing to take a few sketches, write a few things down. But she is paying attention where she's putting her feet, etc. Owen is trying to, like, bring up the rear, but kind of scoot Claudette along. Because if something's coming back, we gots to go. That's fair. Anything it's more that she'll, she'll pause, set herself, sketch quickly, make a note, and then move. So she's not moving and doing it. Because then that's likely what she would step on a trap. And she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. She uh, likes not having scars yet. Uh, Robin, what were you saying? Um, Ivy was probably wanting to, uh, can just like make a listen just to see like what, like can we hear like air, feel airflow? Like she's trying to get the, the sense of this temple. Like is it, like can she hear anything sculling around? Like are there even like Bugs or small rodents. Like, you can make me a perception uh, roll. Okay. Ayo, natural 20 for 21. Thank you, advantage. You'll hear the very soft sound of the doors, well, some doors ahead of you, shifting with air pressure now that you've introduced new physics into this tunnel. You hear the sound of skittering bugs along the walls. There is life here. Thankfully, none of it, as far as you can tell, is 80 or more feet high and carnivorous. But there's time for that later. As you're glancing around, um, both of you who got who did investigation rolls before uh, are going to notice that there are a series of... Well... A series of stones on the floor up ahead of you that are slightly different. It's not so much that the stones themselves are different, but the old bits of mildew and and moss that intersect the grout beneath your feet. Up ahead, you can see that they're slightly different colored. As if at some point in their history, their roots were depressed. 
very slightly, a very slight color differential, and only noticeable as soon as Leiden approaches close enough that light floods the area, giving you the different color gradient. You'll notice that it is three stones in a row. Look at that. The moss is slightly different. The pressure plate, I'm guessing, it's been pushed down. That would make sense here. Yes. Let's avoid those, those tiles. Yeah. And uh, maybe you should stay at the at the front. I will. I'll I'll keep an eye out farther that I can see, but I can only see. In in grayscale at, at darker at darker light. Um, so good thing color. I've got light. <laughs> yes. And hopefully nothing that's attracted to light. And she looks around a little <laughs> anxiously. Above you well. <laughs> you will see just a momentary flutter. And Ivy, you will immediately detect what that is. Um, it looks like a small flock of bats. has nested in the roof here, and the light has disturbed them enough that they flutter around a bit. Just bats. Ow. She's waiting for the rest of the crew to, like, catch up before she'll start tentatively moving forward. Barry is um, right beside you. Alright, cool. Uh... Yeah. And Lena's gonna start moving forward and seeing what there is. Sounds good. Um, so it's just those ones that are marked on the so it's on the left hand side is where mm -hmm. the trap seems to be. So she's gonna speak to the right and move Sounds up. Good. This is gonna be slow going, I think, because she's checking constantly. Sounds yeah. good. Uh, I'd like yep. another roll from you. Another perception roll, please. Perception. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, any advantage I... or disadvantage? Uh, this will be just straight. Just straight up, actually. Okay. And what were you saying, Robin? Oh, I was just, um, I was wondering if I could give, I guess I can't really help lead and perceive. Uh, in this type of situation, you can. Okay. You're literally, like, looking for things together, so. Yeah. So I have advantage then? You can, yeah. Cool. Good. That's slightly better. That's going to be a 16 then. My laptop is not loving this map. I'm trying to have the controls on one oh. computer and the stream on the other. Oh, And it's oh, no. lagging like crazy. That was 16 perception. Perfect. I have one tab open. Why do I have 30% of my CPU on Google Chrome? Oh man. Leiden, if you're not, if you're a bit worried, I could, I could go in front of you if you want, depending if you'd feel more comfortable being in the center-ish area. Sorry, sorry. The light's useful. Yes, it is. I'm I'm good. Okay. Just don't wander off. No. You continue to head northward. And as you do, you'll see that there are a few more a few more compressed stones. However, on the other side, 
the other path you'd have to take, there are small notches on the ground, as if some type of corrosive compound had dripped there. You'll have to choose one way or the other. What do you do? Is that a corrosive compound? Does it look like something is dripping from the ceiling? No. It just looks like the stone had melted away in a place. Something we can poke it with a stick or something? She's probably... She's going to grab one of the bolts from her quiver for her crossbow, and she's going to poke at it and see if the... if it's still corrosive. Or if there's anything still there. Sure. Okay. You stick a stick inside of the hole. And, yep. uh All right, so... I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure, I'm it's, sure fine. it's fine, too. So, right there. Sticking a stick inside of the hole. Uh, I need you to make me a deck save. That's an 11. Okay. Uh, would you like to use your inspiration on this? Um, sure. That's an 18. Perfect. Cool. Um you are going to hear a clicking noise as you push, put a hole in the stone and depress it. Or you put your stick in the hole and push and the stone depresses about a half inch. Two panels along the walls open and a serrated blade, uh, a, basically a windmill of serrated blades is going to whip out of the wall at your head level. Um, mm. And you are going to just dive to your feet and just cover as yep. this basically would have taken you off at the head. Or pardon me, at the neck. Yep. yep. Found a trap. Whoa! Oh, Legion, are you okay? I'm fine. She's got her shield up, probably. Like. So where, on the other side, you said there were some more of the other ones that looked like they've been depressed as well the yeah, other stones it looks like they're they're discolored for sure i'm crouched down here can i put a palm out on one of the ones next to me and see what happens if i press on that okay yeah you may uh there is a grinding sound can you make me a deck save Nat 20 okay uh you're going to hear and are going to like like duck down a sec and as you do you're going to notice that one is about two feet up rather than four feet and about five feet up and are going to jump at the last second it's going to like knock your shield against your thigh painfully as you tuck down uh but it's not going to do any damage and you are going to pin to the ground this whirling blade and kind of grind it into the uh the side of the flagstones here as <laughs> Legion! New shield soon. Are you? I'm do, fine. Do, it looks like this. Are you trying to set off all the traps? Is this on um, purpose? Are you just disabling them? That's a that's a neat way to disable them. It's a very risky way to disable them. I mean, that's how I disabled them, to be honest with you. Um, they don't take so much damage. So this one seems on the left seems to be um, like it's completely <laughs> busted now. Okay. I'm seeing if I have anything to designate as that, just just for the the screen. Um, a lot of broken vases. Well, um, 
the ones on the right seem to be higher up, so maybe stay low? And I think the one on the left is fine now. Alright. Right. Yeah. And when she's confident that the one on the left that it's broken and not gonna move anymore, she's gonna lift her shield up and stand and like shift off of it and tentatively keep moving forward. Okay. Alright. Claudia's gonna start making note of where not to step. Sounds good. You'll see that there's a stairwell about 20 feet wide that rises up to what looks like a, a platform up ahead. However, the wall structure changes again, and you'll see that there are another pair of flats up ahead on the left and the right. What do you do? Oh. She mumbles a prayer, something along the lines of orphan preserve me, and she's going to look around to see what looks to be the triggers in this segment because it's kind of been a rhythmic, like a consistent so far. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Uh, can I get anybody who's over here that feels like it to make me a perception roll if you're looking around? If you're not, that's oh, fine. Perfect. I get that at advantage. Hell yeah, Ivy. 19. Perception, you say? That's going to be a 21. 19 as well. 19? All right, and uh, who has the longest sight line? Anybody have 120? No. Okay. No, I just have whatever is revealed by my light spell. Okay. I have dark up to. That was a 17 feet. for perception. 17. Got 22 for perception. I rolled a 20. Uh, 19. I rolled a 19. Sorry. 19. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did anybody get above 20? Sorry, I got 22 is what I mean. Oh, I got total. 21. I rolled a 19. Right. Total of 22. Uh, so the two of you, this area has been cleaned very well, um, but you will notice that there is there are a pair of stones uh, that are both just slightly higher than the rest. And it's a bare thing. Like this, you're half, cons you're half thinking that you probably are just kind of guesstimating on this, uh, but you think that um, there are two stones down the center mm. that are slightly different than the rest. So it's probably those two. Yeah. However, if, Maybe. You, if you want to take the outside wall, that'll cut your reaction time down significantly. Are you kidding, dude? Is there a way to jump over them? Yeah. You, may, you can just attempt to. Yeah, I kind of feel like Claudette would like to try to do, like, an acrobatics yeah. roll, like, over those. Yeah, Or athletics. <laughs> just I... straight sheer power jumping over them. Question mark. Like, do a very quick tumble. Okay, hold on one sec. Some, somebody's walking a really yappy dog. I'm going to shut my window. Mm. Some of us are trying to run games here, buddy. <laughs> Anyway, that would be his input. It looks like a stupid loaf of bread. The dog. Hey, don't Isn't talk about my rabbit how it like is? that. The little Aww. ones tend to be really yappy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that, guys. I had one run at me yesterday, and I was like, ah, because, yeah, they're scary. They've got tiny little sharp needles for teeth. They do. Precisely. Yep. Precisely. All right. 
So, uh, as you, uh, if you want to try to jump over, you absolutely can, Talfrin. You have a jump. Uh, your strength's what? Twenty. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. You've got like a like a horizontal jump of uh, of eighteen feet at a run, mm-hmm. or more, I think. Um, so you can easily jump over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that perception, with that perception score, am I thinking that's a pretty good idea? Yeah. Okay. Probably. I mean, or you'll gonna... die. Can I ready, ready in action to try and shield slam something if it comes out again, like the other one did? Sure. She's just it only it only came out now. when you touched it, right? Am I getting that great? Yeah. Okay. So she's just gonna take a step forward and just ready, and also you know ready spare the dying just in case. Okay. I'm gonna go. Let's go. All right. So Talfrin's gonna take a running jump at it. Just try to get over what he thinks. All right. Go ahead. Uh, uh, as you jump over, are you doing making any noise? Doing anything? Doing anything? Try not to. Okay. Try not to make huge huge amount of noise, but not not sparing any vaulting power for covering anything up. Uh, not natural twenty. Okay. To jump <laughs> over. All right. So land you- here ish. Well, here is. Yeah. Sure. Alright, so leaping across the way, you will easily clear whatever is there and will land without a problem. Perfect. I mean, we try um, to like to do some handspring backflips over. Sure, you may. It's like the uh, agile tiefling that she's been trained to run across. Sure. Uh, he'll make some room at this point you then. Can make me an acrobatic troll. Uh, Talfrin. You yeah. can see that on the wall next to your head, there is Ooh. a piece of paper posted with some adhesive. Oh, I'm going to take a look at it. It's quite, 20th. it's quite worn. Um, it's like, it's decades old, um, huh. but it's written in common. Oh, that's nice. All right, Ivy. It's 23. All right, so Ivy, you're going to tumble across without, none of these traps are going to go off uh, or just tear you to ribbons, you're going to not set off a one of them, in fact. Uh, as you land on the other side, Talfrin, you can pop that off the wall. Sure. And you can see it's a notice from the foreman. Okay. It's printed on official letterhead, actually, from looks like one of the Imperial drilling companies. Oh. It's uh, fancy. M- note, managed to reset one of the traps. That should probably be good enough keep anybody out who tries to trespass. The rest aren't really worth it. They're still disabled from entry. He's gonna read this out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's Better always good practice. Sorry. It's always good practice. Yeah, precisely. Uh, Claudette wants to kind of test the wall mm-hmm. here, like kind of reach around and like to see how solid it is, because we saw that a panel opened and they came out pre- previously. Mm-hmm. So how would you like to test it? I just kind of like, I just lean around and reach and poke it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a solid platform that splits. Okay. It looks interesting. Uh, can I do an acrobatics roll to do a quick little five foot quick run up and kind of Kong off the wall <laughs> across and like yes you may because I'm, I'm like gonna, well, I'm gonna roll it's safer I'm gonna see if that activates the trap though so <laughs> oh 
Aw, yeah. I need a deck save. <laughs> I rolled for how, how sensitive the trap was if it was yeah. sprung on, and I rolled a 20. Oh, no. Right. Okay, so deck save then? Dex Does save. my acrobatics matter at all? Uh, yes, it will. But... Uh, I want, I want both. Okay, well, uh, my deck save is 21. Okay. How much your acrobatics? Uh, so that was uh, 22. Okay. Uh, so Claudette is going to take a step back, brace herself, and then do like a freaking wall run off the side of this. Junk, 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 junk. And as she does, she's actually going to get a sizable amount of air, um, which is going to be fantastic, except that as she's running, she goes enough vertical on the horizontal, on the horizontal, I mean, uh, getting space that as she thrusts down with her heel, it's actually going to hit the lip of where the panel splits open and a sword blade is going to lash out and clip off about an inch of the heel of her boot. Be annoying. Really? That, that's gonna be annoying. It's just like gonna, that's gonna be the worst possible thing to happen. <laughs> no, the back of your boot heel is like this big. Okay, well... Okay, so, so the, the back, not the bottom. Oh, no, not the, not the okay, bottom. Okay, I'm talking about... Oh, okay. Like, oh. okay, well, the bottom is what was sitting there. So I was like, yeah. well, shit. Now I'm going to be walking like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. It's just knocking off the edge. It's closer to a high heel than it, than it is like a stomper boot. Okay. You just have lost a little chunk of your heel. It's on the ground. You can freaking cast mending. No, I can't. Well, someone get mending. I don't have mending. <laughs> I'm not that sort of mage. I do. You know that I have it. Also, if Very doesn't have it, she's not a very good artificer. That's literally what they're there for. Very has it. All right. And uh, with that, you are going to make it across. The blade is going to just, like, be sticking out of the wall going... So I thought it was safe, but don't tempt fate. He's just going to throw the paper to the ground. Do you do this on purpose? The trap wasn't activated. Why would you still risk it, though? And she's just gonna move forward. And she's gonna try and, like, sidestep from... Just so that she's not stepping where it could potentially trigger it. Just in case. Ahead of you all. You'll you'll all be able to see at this juncture that there is, in fact, a, um, a little... A little landing at the top of this stairwell that leads to a set of double doors. There's a symbol on it that's been eroded by time, but it looks like it looks like a tablet or no, it's a door, a portal. It's hard to tell. If you had to if you had to guess, you'd say it looks like the sign of a of a doorway or an arch. What do you do? Ivy's gonna go up to the up to the door. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leiden's moving up as well. Keeping an eye out for, you know, more traps and all that. But also just yeah. 
Uh, Vary is going to move through the trap area. And up the stairs. Okay. Moving slowly up the stairs, you're going to be able to all meet at the door. These Love doors... Will also follow up after picking up the piece of her heel. Sure. Um, the door has a bit of, uh, what basically equates to Emerasian caution tape on it. Do not enter by order of the Empress. Okay. Also, another one beneath it says danger. Containment zone in effect. Hmm. Any unauthorized personnel will face 40 days of quarantine. Ah, oh, that's welcoming. Is it locked? Hey, right, let's go. Uh, it is, in fact, locked. Can I try to pick it open? You may try. I'm going to try. You'll have to remove Wouldn't... the caution tape first, though, which does void the warranty on your life. She's gonna, she, she'll, she's gonna take the caution tape and just like toss it to the side as she pulls out her lockpicks and gets to work. All right, you all saw it here. Varys voided her warranty. Um, I, would, I think I, she, I think she did that when she died. I, I don't um, think, I don't think the warranty carries over. Yeah, it depends what race you are. Fair if enough. If you're a half orc, it totally carries over. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good point. You get like gap insurance with an orc. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so that is... Uh, what role am I using for this? You uh, are using a lockpick. Um, so lockpick so, is a tool proficiency. So just the role plus my proficiency bonus? Yeah, well, I mean, and your dex. Oh, okay. Because you right. are proficient in thieves' tools. I am, yes. Uh, okay. So that's going to be a 19 in that case. Okay. It takes you a few minutes, but after a fashion, you will be able to pick the lock. The lock on the door is one thing. The door handles as well, of course, also have another chain looped through them that you'll have to pick. You start working on it as well, and before long, the chain that looks like was placed there by the Empire is easily plucked. Uh, I believe, Robin, you had something first, and then Amy? Yeah, would Ivy know, like, what kind of protocols would be in store? Like, how, like, the word containment and like quarantine. I'll give you a roll at disadvantage, but probably not. Okay. So you can give me be... uh, you give me an arcana roll with a, with disadvantage. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> oh, I rolled a two. Oh, it's gonna be an eight. <laughs> I mean, generally they just kill people that trespass in places like this. It's easier. That quarantine thing is probably to scare people off. They'll probably just kill you. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, um, but basically, like, you, you'd know what everybody else knows is that places with innate magical energy can just be dangerous to be in. That's how you get aberrations. Do you want aberrations? <laughs> because that's how you get aberrations. Uh, Amy, you had your hand up. Yeah. Leiden's looking around this room while Vary's messing with the door. So, like, on either wall. And also this thing down here that kind of looks like a lever or a switch or something. Mm-hmm. So she's just investigating if there's anything of note here. Sure, make me a perception roll. Sure. That's gonna be a fifteen. Fifteen. You know what? I'll give you I'll give you advantage on this because because you're actively like looking around and uh, you find the lever. True. That's still a fifteen. I rolled two tens. Oh. 
All right. So looking around, um, you find a lever. You can. Do you want to pull it? There's a lever there at the base of the, at like the top of the stairwell, just kind of tucked off to the side. Yeah. She'll hesitate with her hand over, like ready, like over it, and think about it for a moment. And she's gonna pull it. Okay. Or try uh, there, to. There will be a soft click, and uh, two panels on either side of this of this landing will click open. Uh, what? And she'll look. Uh, it looks like maintenance tunnels to reset traps. Huh. Duly noted. They're incredibly dusty and full of fist-sized spiders. If she pulls the lever again, do they slam shut? Uh, they they don't slam. Or like, they, do they click shut, or do they have yep. to be closed manually? They'll shut. Okay. Spider corridors as a last resort, I guess. I, I guess if we need a. Spider corridor is a fun. Yeah, sounds fine. I mean, I guess if if worse comes to worse, we can maybe escape. Kachunk, very you finish on un undoing the last bolt. <laughs> Two is binding. Click out a three, and we got this open. The chains will fall to the floor with a loud. <laughs> The doors are unlocked in front of you. All you have to do is push. She's gonna look back to the to the group, still uh, like still kneeling in front of the door, and be like, "So what do we think? We want to go in. Proceed with caution." Yeah. When, as soon as she sees Talfrin's not, she's just gonna go push, and Let's go. the doors will open. What they <laughs> reveal to you, we'll find out right after this break. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Kelly here. I just wanted to let you know that if you like this podcast, you can support it directly on patreon.com slash dorktales. Doing so allows you to help the creator directly, but also gives you access to a bunch of additional features. For example, a once a month behind the scenes podcast. You also gain access to exclusive Patreon games like Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos and Technocracy Zero Sum, a whopping three months before the general public. That's a great deal. On top of that, as of January, you'll also have access to our new bi-weekly Dork Tales the Podcast, which is a D&D homebrew game that's actually recorded live in person for a change and stars myself, Christine, Robin, and Krista. Uh, it is a high fantasy game full of chaos and mayhem, and I think you're absolutely going to love it. And if you are a member of the Patreon, you will get it three months before it shows up on this podcast platform. To encourage you to consider joining the Patreon, here's a random 30-second clip from Dork Tales the Podcast for your listening pleasure. Oh, turf corner. Is <laughs> <laughs> still a taste after all this time? <laughs> Unless the fish man was using it. Oh no! <laughs> Tastes fishy. Tastes <laughs> fishy. Now we're showing showing others. <laughs> Yep. Let's go find the fish. <laughs> She's crying. 
It's a pretty great time. Dork Tales the Podcast is going to be releasing on our Patreon in January and should be in general release around March or April of next year. Hopefully you'll be able to join us early, but if not, be sure to tune in, leave comments and reviews, and we'll see you there. Thanks so much for your time. Have happy holidays. And now, back to the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Reign of Emrys, here on Dork Tales. You push your way through the doors into Vex Nogali, and as you do, the light from Leiden's shield floods the room. You find yourself in a large, circular chamber. However, there's something off about this. The chamber is, as I said, just wide, circular, and about, about 40 feet tall. There are passageways well, doors, leading to the left, to the right, and straight ahead of you. Although that door has been damaged significantly. The bottom half has been completely sawed off to make way for piping. A large hole has been bored in the center of the floor of this room, where you would expect that there would have been probably a, a fountain, a statue, some, some sign of, of religious fervor. Instead, you see what looks like bits from an arcane oil derrick, drilled and piped into the ground and running into a side room. An old moss-covered machine that likely was some type of pump sits in the northeast corner of the room. There are various bits of scorch mark around the room, as well as old crates of looks like mining material, but most of the crates appear to be completely empty, useless, covered in dust. However, looking around, you will see that whatever is covering this tremendous hole in the center of the room is... It looks more like it's containing something. Like a pressure valve. Or, for those of you who are more... Well, for Leiden, I suppose. And very, I would say, given your, your halfling nature. Reminds you of the hermetic seal on a jar of preserves. Ready to pop the moment that the pressure is released. This is not quite what you expected. What do you do? Um, can I get... Can I do a an investigation check on the machine in the corner? Yes, you may. Fantastic. And we're being raided, I think. Sure. I was that just is... thinking that their phrase was good timing. Their timing, yeah. Yep. We were just oh, it's talking about... Hey, guys. We were just talking about this thing being a seal holding something Some in in the middle sword. of this room. Yeah. And then you came in saying the seals have been broken. Yeah. Ah. That's really funny. Mm. All right. So, uh, oh. investigating around Vary, what do you have? Dirty 20. A dirty 20. All right. That, that 20 is pretty dirty. So, looking around, uh, you are going to see that this machine is in pretty bad shape, first of all. Looking at it, it it's... It's, a, it's old. This design is at least 20, maybe 30 years old. You've seen them before, though. It's an arcane siphon. It's designed hmm. to be bored into places of magic. To siphon out energy and repurpose it. In fact, 
This actually even has a slot on the side of it where you can load in the charge capsules for weapons and armor and equipment. It's like a filling station for them. Are there any here? Uh, you will actually find that there are. Uh, what would you get on your investigation roll? Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. All right. Uh, you will find one empty charge uh, inside of the machine ready to go. Uh, but it looks like the machine's missing a couple of parts. You could probably get it up and running if you found them. Likely okay. that they're around here. But this, yeah, this is basically designed to uh, to siphon magical energy to process it and then to repurpose it and kind of like um, kind of refine it just in a short uh, a short period of time. It's not quite as efficient uh, as using some of the larger machinery, but it's portable. Um. So seeing that, Vary's gonna hold up the empty charge and be like, "Oh, so it looks like this uh, this machine's actually designed to pull magic out for for lack of a better term um, and repurpose it, store it. Uh, these little oh. charges, which I think some of you are familiar with, uh, you pop them into the machine and it'll recharge them. Actually, oh, can I see that for a sec? Yeah, uh, very well. Chuck it over. Yep. He'll catch it, and he's gonna try to pop it into the blade because it looks like it fits. will fit. They're universally Whoa. fitting. Whoa! I mean, that one's that one's All empty, right. but well, at least we uh, know that fits now. That's what that's if, for. If I find the parts for it, I could probably get this running and charge it up. Oh yeah, sounds good. He's gonna toss it back over to you. But why did this place get sealed in the first place? Wasn't there something about the magic being weird here? Yeah, oh, here? something like that. Do we really want to use that magic then? I mean, it might it might, it might give a nice surprise for whoever it gets used against. Or it might blow up in our faces. And Leiden's stepping forward also, and she's examining like sealed. the I seal. Mean, that seems <laughs> to be kind of my MO at the moment, so... Mm. All right. Oh, my. So there's a bit of a gap over on the bottom, the bottom, uh, pardon me, the southwest corner where mm -hmm. the seal is starting to erode. Bits of the stonework are beginning to plunge away, but the seal is deeper than it appears, actually. Aside from being a dome that you can walk on with a grate, underneath it appears that it is completely hermetically sealed and goes down about 10 feet on all sides. Um, more like a... Um, Kind of like a cup that's turned upside down rather than like a jam lid like okay. like um when you're building sand castles and you take a bucket and grind it in that's yeah. how this thing is actually designed more than anything although there is a place where it the seal is almost broken on that southern side that you could actually fall in and get trapped especially if you're very tight oh. um, it's about a 10 foot gap and uh, a lot of sharp rocks down there Leiden is very carefully skirting around that as she goes um for some reason, this is reminiscent of the core mine. Similar, to her? actually. Similar. Yeah, okay. Can like, you make me an investigation roll or a survival yeah, roll? Yeah, I would like to do a... Ooh, I'm going to do survival, I believe. And maybe I'll roll half decently. We'll see. Ooh, okay. Um, survival, that's going to be 21 total. It's been decades since anyone's been in this room. But as you're here, you get a strange sense about it. Bits of... <laughs> Bits of the past tumble in front of your eyes as you look around and 
appraise the situation. Over here, next to this hole, you see claw marks. Long, ropey ones. But the, the thing that I need to explain to you... Claws do not define what I am explaining correctly. Claws are... Well, they're sharp protuberances, often parallel. The markings on the ground, whatever this thing was, the claws were not formed naturally. Picture a cat whose claws were laced over each other as if the fingers had grown improperly. Like? Like a mass of barbed wire. Whatever scratched here, none. the scratches are all intersecting, they're, but they're all weighted the same. It's like... <laughs> it's like a... I guess more like a nail bat? Or a cactus? Just huh. spines and barbs everywhere. And you'll find old splashes of, of dried blood in the grout that's been scrubbed everywhere else, but the shadows still hold the truth. And, uh, yeah, that's what you'll notice around the edging here. What's everyone else doing? So Leiden's down there investigating. Crux is kind of flying around doing his own thing, going, sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, basically. All right. Um, going to kick around, see if he can find another magical chargey thing. Okay. Uh, can you make me an investigation roll? Well, I can sure try. Uh, oh, that's the wrong tab. Sorry. Ivy's gonna go up to one of the other doors and kind of just listen. Okay. 15. Alright, so looking around the room, you are going to find that there is actually, there is a charge. Hey, um, cool. It's actually, Ivy almost steps on it as she checks the other door. She kind of like puts her body against the wall to make less noise, and as she does, you'll see that there's, there's a small charge that is kind of wedged between the wall and, uh, and where the floor has a slight gap, and her heel kind of nudges it out of the spot. Oh, hey, oh, careful. There's another one. Oh. I don't know why I saw that and you didn't, but he's going to pick it up. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, It is actually, uh, as you pick it up and rattle it, it doesn't glow. Glow is the wrong word. As you hold it in your hand, it actually feeds on the light in the room and it Mm. gets dimmer around your hand. Mm. Uh, There's a fluid inside of it. Well... There's a plasma inside of it. A very scant trace of it that shifts from side to side. Hmm. That's neat. You can think... I arcana to see what it is? Or... You, can, you can definitely try. I can sure try. No harm in trying. No harm in trying. I got uh, a nat 20. Did you actually? Yeah, there I is. Actually, there... I can screenshot. I, I don't care. I'm fine. I trust <laughs> I was just saying. Uh, that is fantastic. Which is uh, there actually is a, a 19, though. <laughs> uh, was actually a 19? Oh, because you have a minus one? Uh, yeah, so you are going to shift this back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and as you do, there is a magical charge still in this one. It's not much. Like, I'd say this is almost empty. You've got 10 minutes of charge in this one. So normally these these canisters work. You pop them in, you get six charges. Each one lasts ten minutes. Mm, gotcha. This has like Sweet. one left, 
Um, but it looks unusual. Most of the ones you've seen in the past or have heard of are elemental in nature. This is not. Hmm. This is cold to the touch and actually feels like you're touching a tumor. Oh, gross. He's going to pocket it. Cool. Uh, it can go right in your sword if you want to put it in there. No, because then he only has 10 minutes with it or so he thinks. You... Oh, that's fair. Um, <laughs> it, does it doesn't activate till you push a button on your sword, at least. But oh, fair. he has no idea. <laughs> okay, it's kind of they kind of work like gun blades. Is that how I, how I picture it? Like there's like a slot you load the ammo and you're like click bang and then they activate. Oh, the, gotcha. Because Magitek, right? Yeah, yeah. He uh, but yeah, one. you have one, uh, so you can put in your pocket uh, necrotic, necrotic oh. ammo. <laughs> nice. Uh, one charge. So good. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes, the chat is saying Thank that it's you. materia. It's basically materia. Oh, okay. But uh, it's basically materia. Uh, but what um, what was I calling them earlier? I called them something last game, and I, it's slipping my mind because I've been sweating all day because it's been very hot. Not sure. Yeah, I remember, but I just like the non-copyright infringing materia. Not like, ma it was like right? charges no? or cartridges or something? Yeah, we're calling them cartridges. Yeah, yeah. cartridges. Yeah. All right. Magic so cartridge? Gunblades are awesome. I have cosplayed Squall. It's, it's gunblades are cool. I made a I made a gunblade. It was great. Um, horribly unbalanced, but fantastic for sword fights. Amazing. You can't block, but my god, you can swing fast. <laughs> you don't need really swing fast enough. All you do is get your face cut. <laughs> I actually have a scar right where, where Squall does. It's very faint, but I have one. Oh my god! It's a long story, but we're not on chat, so hey. Um, Ivy, as you're as you are at the door right now, uh, you can give me a perception roll, please. Cool. Um, and just so you know, the you have advantage from your thing. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't go away until the next. Like, um, I can either choose to dismiss, like, flush the toxin as a bonus action, or um, at the next short rest, it basically wears out. Um, Sounds good. So it's basically still up until I until I say so. <laughs> Chaotic dice today, aren't you? Well, I'm glad I get? have. Um, I got a 14. A 14? Mm -hmm. Listen on the other side. You can hear the sound of air moving. Just a whistle, a low moan of wind. Besides that, nothing. Stillness. Do you want to try the other the other doors? Um, yeah, I should probably listen to all of them and then, then okay. make the decision about where to open. <laughs> okay, so you will manage to make it to the uh, to the western door, since no one is over there right now, uh, and I'll let you use that same roll if you'd like. Um, on the other side, you can hear and smell stagnant water. Okay, so east is wind, west water. Yes, and north is fire, and south is earth. Um, okay, sounds great. Yes, and only the avatar can go into all four rooms. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Claudette. Uh, Claudette is lighting a torch and going up and checking at the top of the room up here. Okay, she does good. not have the light spell. Um, so, an immense set of double doors is to the north, and as you approach, uh, you uh, now can you see on your roll twenty? Uh, I. Uh, well, when I move around, it's not okay, changing sec. the brightness around me. One sec. 
And boop. There. Awesome. You, sh you should be emitting light now. Cool. Okay. I wish there was just a quick toggle for that where you could just yes, be like, I am. torch. Excellent. <laughs> on. <laughs> torch on. Right? Um, so, moving up to the north, you can see that this immense set of doors, ornate as all hell. Looking at this makes your heart ache because as you were seeing it, this woodwork made, for one, the wood is ancient and petrified. That they were able to carve into it at all is a wonder. You're not sure how they did it. It has intricate knotwork that speaks to you of ancient cultures. The first intermingling of man and elf and halfling and dwarf all comprised into single representation of past. But also looking at this door, you see that there are some symbols beginning to repeat themselves across this temple. Symbols of... It looks like me there's a lot of mirroring going on in the architecture here. Symmetry between these two doors. Each one has a slightly different shape. You think, at least. It looks like a set of portals? Doors? Circles? One dark, one light. But as you look at the door with the light, it's... This is where your heart breaks, because whoever came in here kept the doors as they were and demolished the lower half of the left one to make room for industrial piping. They added a rubber sealant. There's not really much room to squeeze through. Perhaps Vary could if she really pushed through the rubber. Um, it looks like the, the right side of the door will open. Uh, but right now they've kind of roughly carved in like, uh, you know the door on old firehouse stations where you can open the big door and then the small door? They've kind of carved that in with the smaller bit wrapping around the pipe. Okay, so it's a it's a Dutch door. Is that what they're called? Cool. I Good to know. So. I, I learned the Dutch have yeah. some have everything, don't they? Dutch angles, Dutch doors, Dutch ovens. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a Dutch oven is like a cooking thing. It, it doesn't is. have it doesn't have it's to a be cast a cast iron pot. Yeah. The Dutch have a lot of things. Um, yeah, the, the Dutch doors are like the half doors. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's basically kind of sealed around a Dutch door is what they've kind of refitted this as. Um, but it looks like it's directly siphoning something off of this reservoir that's been tapped into the center of this room. I guess there's no clues as to what we're supposed to do or who we're supposed to meet or what we're supposed to see or anything. Not at the moment. We're just supposed to find, I guess, answers. Um, Leiden wants to also check out these doors eventually. Absolutely. Which one are you going to? Um, if Claudette looks like she's mainly focused on the left side, Leiden will come up on the right side. Okay. Did you try to open the door? I mean, she'll take a look at it first, but... Yeah, she'll might give it a try. It is beautifully ornate. Mm. And uh, what languages do you speak? I speak common and celestial. Okay. That's it. Uh, Claudette, as you're looking at this as well, um, as Leiden touches the door, a bit of dust is going to come off it, and you'll see that there is an inscription on the door that I believe both of you can read in celestial. Uh, yeah. Now, mind you, it's written in celestial... 
on the door that uh, that Claudette is in front of, actually, because they're both connected still. Um, Claudette, what other languages do you speak? Uh, one sec. Common, Elvish, Draconic, Goblin, Celestial, and Sylvan. Okay. Uh, you will not be able to read the other part of this. Neither of you will. But you will you will know what language it is. Uh, as you look at the first one in Celestial, it says, <clears throat> as above, balanced, complete. And on the other door is a matching stanza written in the Infernal Alphabet. I think both Ivy and Talfrin can. No, Ivy understands Abyssal because she's an Abyssal tiefling. Really? Yeah, Ivy doesn't understand Infernal because I chose a different weird ass tiefling. Talfrin knows Infernal. Ivy does not know Infernal, I mean... and I'm really pissed because she's not getting anything with Abyssal <laughs> right now. <laughs> Claire, that that's Infernal, isn't it? I think so. Yes. Oh, what's right. Infernal? Talfrin's gonna walk over at that point then. Can this and Leiden's gonna point to the doors and be like, well, this section here is in Celestial. No, that okay, yeah, I have no idea what that says. Looks infernal. And she'll point at the infernal clause. Stanza or whatever. In fact, it is Talfrin. It says, <laughs> so below. Balanced. Complete. Uh, so below. Balanced, complete. Well, I don't know what that means, but... I don't either, but the celestial part is similar. As above, uh. balanced, complete. She'll translate. And then she'll say it in so celestial, below. because why not? Okay. It sounds weird on your tongue. And you'll feel a slight tingle. Probably it's your imagination, though. If nothing happens, Telfrin will try to complete that in Infernal. Okay. Uh, as you say that, it's... You'll both get a strange, itchy sensation. But that's all, really. It's just your clothes will feel a little too starchy around the collar and, and joints for a second. As if something is trying to happen but is too exhausted or tapped out hmm well I tried try and open the door pushing the door it will open freely at your touch hmm. uh, and one moment please cool uh, as you push the rightmost door open the hinges are going to snap and the door is going to and fall oh. in oh oh all right. Kicking well, the door down. Fun. Let's go. I, I guess we're going that way. Didn't mean to do that. Thought it will clamber over the pipe and All right. follow. The next room is much like the first, shaped roughly like um, roughly like an octagon. It is immense, and what you will see is that there are a number of a number of shelves, old discarded papers, um, debris, huge canisters uh, that kind of look like helium tanks. 
lying around the room, as well as a piping rig that goes to an immense 20-foot-high tank on the western wall. Next to it is a ceiling joint that looks like it's feeding to an underground reservoir. There's a pressure release valve at the center, and uh, looking around the room, this looks like an Imperial camp. It looks like a hmm. drilling site. Hmm. Are there other exits from this room or just the way we came in? As you move in and your light floods it, you will see that there are a pair of immense double oh. doors ahead of you. Uh, and oh. as you look up at them, they are going to suddenly flash to light. And pardon me just one second. I'm just going to do something that I removed for my own benefit, but I'm going to put it back because I like it. Uh, Kelly? Uh, yes. Uh, so Veri's getting sick of dealing with everybody else's torches, so she's just going to pop one of her own. Okay. Uh, do you have light on yourself? Uh, no, she does not. Okay, so I will just do that real quick. Uh, as you look forward and your light touches it, you will see a layer of blue and white light ahead of you that shimmers across this door. Uh, it flares to life ooh. as soon as you enter. There we go. You should be able to see that. Uh, if Arcana check? Sure, go ahead. Uh... 18 plus 8 is 26. Uh, it looks like a magical barrier. Do I know any way to get around those? Uh, you could try to spell magic, but this looks pretty potent. Okay, but like, no, nothing else other than that, really? This, no. Not unless okay. you unless you know a command word or or, uh, or a way to bypass it using like a hijack spell or something, but uh, I don't think you do. So dispel magic, dispel magic is the easy way. Okay, I just thought that maybe there was like a control panel or something around. No, usually with this, it's either like a symbol of station, usually like I wear the scepter of door opening, ah. or I am the priest of this temple. All shall pass for me. Ivy's curious about the barrier. She's just gonna like take a loose piece of like debris, like like a like a chunk of rock or something. And she's just gonna like casually, like under underhand, toss it lightly at the barrier to see what happens. Uh, the barrier, uh, the pebble will through the air and will just hold as it hits the as it hits the side of the uh, the crackling energy, and then it's like a ghostly version of you takes it and lobs it back at you with about uh -huh. with, with exactly the same velocity. The rock will ca will just lightly bounce off of the palm that you threw it from. Huh. Eden's also curious. She's hmm. stepping forward and approaching it, and she's just, like, got her hand, like, hovering just out of reach of the barrier, and she's just, like, staring at it, going... And I think she's trying to... I guess she's wondering if this is something that was here before as part of the original temple, or... or or structure, or if this is something that the Empire put here? Uh, you can make me an Arcana roll, or a Religion roll. I would like to 
do a religion roll. You may. Uh, and as you're doing that, I'll I'll be about ready to help Claudette. Hmm. Oh, I have no fucking clue. I rolled a two. It. Do- I will say that even with a two, it doesn't look particularly imperial. Mm. Yeah. So total, that's a six. Yeah, you're not you're not sure what it is, but. Uh, you don't think it's probably Imperial? But, uh, you know that it's probably not a good idea to stab it, though. Yeah, maybe no, she that, wasn't maybe, planning on touching it. She's maybe just like, that's all you have to do is stab it. I mean, she might actually just put her hand on it directly. Yeah, I'm pretty good at With that. that kind of uncertainty. All right. So, um, Claudette, what are you doing? Um, Claudette, I think, probably saw the barrier went, oh, that's neat. I don't think I can do much about it right now and go over and look at all these books and have a quick look and see if any of them are like seem important like kind of do a skim through not searching particularly but kind of going like oh okay theories of mining no okay you can make me a history roll to look through them and try to pull information see if any of them are have any information on what they were doing here potentially Mm. Uh, 21. All right. So, as you're looking through them, let me just check something real quick. Uh, Oh, that's right. That's in the front of my notebook. Okay. Looking around the room and uh, looking through the things there, uh, most of them are logs. Um, you said 22? Uh, so skimming them, 21. most of them are very badly damaged from age and neglect. It seems like most of the important records were taken when the Empire pulled out. Some of the mm-hmm. ones that were left here are basically like daily logs. Uh, the ones that you're seeing are from about 25 years ago. Because they're dated. Um, yeah. uh, quickly glancing at them, it's things about um, daily maintenance, uh, about boring into the site that um, um, arcane engineers are working to get into the um, into the final chamber, uh, but they are sealed. Uh, talking about uh, disliking the foreman uh, and saying uh, that with that uh, with that role, you'll actually um, we can't get some of the machinery working. We're gonna have to bring in some of the halflings. This space is too narrow for us. Um, flipping through, uh, you are going to see a notice, uh, that says, uh, from about, about three months after that, the mines, or the mining's going pretty well, finally. New guy in actually managed to rig everything up pretty well. Also good at cards. Nervous little ha- little dude, though. Weird name. Oh, well. Uh, later in, there's another log entry that says, um, Overall, um... One moment, please. Pardon me. There we go. Um, 
you know, starting to turn around my opinion on halflings. They're pretty raucous drinkers. I don't think that, uh, that I can keep up much longer and still make it in in the morning. Still. I'd rather owe them a few bucks from drinking games than uh, have to fix things myself. He may be a lush, but Ravati's doing a pretty good job here. You'll see is, that. You're across is, the room. Uh, you're across the room. <laughs> well, no, I was just wondering, like, is she reading this, like, out loud? No. No, that would okay. take too long. Okay. Uh, flipping through, though, you will see a log entry signed off uh, that will have uh, Ravati Soulstar at the bottom of it signing off on a... Uh, looks like a request for additional tools uh, in a specific size, uh, like a 10 millimeter ra ratchet. Uh, piece uh, because keeps going missing is an asterisk. Um, can we get some fine some tools that are halfling sized, please? Not to okay. complain, etc. Um, but stuff like that. Um, beyond that, you'll find that um, there are a couple of really small notes you'll piece together that are saying. Um, we're making headway. Uh, the siphon's working quite well. Um, we should have this place tapped out in the next year or two. There's a lot more energy here than we were expecting. A bunch of missing log entries. Something about after the incident, th the brass are sending agents to monitor. There's a pair of them showing up tomorrow. I hope that I still have a job next week. Uh, that is the last time that person has an entry in these books. It looks like some agent showed up and took over the operation at that point, though. Which means they probably found something bigger than they were expecting from a simple mining operation. Mm -hmm. um, so who has not really done much in this room so far? Who is Talfrin and... Uh, Talfrin, Ivy, and Very. Mm -hmm. What are you guys doing? Um, Very is over by the what looks like the the tank connected to the pipe, mm -hmm. because it looks mechanical and she likes everything mechanical, so she's just kind of investigating that. Uh, so this looks like where the main reservoir for for the siphon was. Okay. So it looks like the um, uh, the piping system basically pumps it up, uh, and it can either go right to the refining equipment, which has a limited area in it. Basically, it can only hold so many liters of of energy. Uh, whereas this is a is just a huge storage facility and tank, with which what looks like an underground um, an underground reservoir as well. Mm. Um, and as you're there, you'll see that there's actually a pressure valve in there. There looks to be basically no energy left inside of here. But then you're going to start to hear. on the bottom of the hatch. Something is tinging against the hatch of the ground reservoir. Do I hear anything else? Um, besides people talking and Claudette flipping through pages? Not particularly. Uh, if I like take out one of my little tools and uh, tap against the lid... 
it ta something taps back. Hey guys. Hmm. What'd you find? Yes. I think there's something in here. Uh. What? Well, that's what? interesting. Mm, don't yeah, like. There's, there's. I mean, like, there's like an underground reservoir. I'm pretty sure for uh, energy. And uh, I mean, there's something actively tapping against the the lid here. See, watch. And she'll <laughs> go tap, tap, tap against the against the lid. So the lid the lid is pressure sealed. Right? Um, and as you tap against the lid, you're going to hear TONG! As something collides with the inside of it. See? Oh. Whatever oh. that is, is probably nothing friendly. TONG! Oh. It's... Uh... Well, I think there's no going back now. CLANG! Well, it's getting a little louder. Hello? You get ready to fight. Shield you're going to see... Uh, dents start ripping up in into the metal. Now this is very thick metal. Like think of this like almost like a bank vault, um, but you know probably about 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 as thick as a sandwich. We'll say. I don't know why that measurement. Maybe I'm hungry. Uh, but you're gonna start <laughs> seeing like little dings start to rise as if something uh, something large is slamming into it from the inside. Oh. I'm just gonna quickly try and look at the barrier. See if we can if there's any way to like. Is there anything about it to like run away? Like, is there anything that you could do to try and perceive a way to shut this down? Uh, you, this thing's going to open like a hatch eventually. Uh, you could put some bookshelves and tables on top of it. No, I meant, no, I meant the, um, the magic barrier. I was like, oh, this might uh, be our way out. We need to get this. Uh, you don't think so unless you, unless you dispel it. Telephone's gonna get ready for a fight and pop the cartridge in. All right, so you pop the, yeah, the cartridge in. Uh, ah. Your blade has like a little like pull lever on the side of it. As soon as you want to. Uh, there oh. is... Uh... Oh, damn, really? That's going to be really useful, actually. Um, all right, uh, there's going to be a clang. I think oh. Ivy's going to um, see Telfer very... doing that. Ivy's going to do that with her cold one. She's going to act put that uh, Very is back. going to get away from right there and mm. head over to the far corner of the room. And I would like an initiative mm. roll from everyone, please. Uh, <laughs> Very's just in the corner with Crux hiding behind a crate. Nope. She's tiny. Uh... Sounds good. All right. Okay, so that is going to be 13, 14 oh, for me, good. and for my carbuncle, that's going to be like a six. That's great. Okay, so top of the initiative, pop them in the chat. Let's do this thing. Clang, clang, there's no surprise round. Uh, so that's going to be, okay, so I've got very at the top, followed by uh, Claudette, followed by Ivy. Leiden, uh, then Mithalab, then I know I, I'm fine saying because you guys have no idea what the hell that is, um, and then Talfrin, and then not Jim. Okay, <laughs> all right, and uh, with that, so you're gonna you hear a better name then. Clang. Clang, clang. Well, I was hoping you'd offer some more better names. Uh, <laughs> clang, clang, clang. I wanted to call him like like Red Twelve, but that seemed a little little derivative. Um, okay, clang, clang, clang. And then suddenly the hatch 
is going to explode open. And a large creature made of swirling gears with a soft magic core is going to explode out. Story time. Ooh. Ooh, that's cool. It looks like junk metal that fell around. You'll see that at the center of it, there is an arcane charge, like for one of your weapons. It looks like it probably fell in the hole when they were when they were redoing it, and a bunch of junk metal and corroded metal formed into its own construct around this thing. It bursts out of the ground as it starts spinning around like a globe of death. Oh, that was going to be powerful. An ever-shifting clockwork wonder engineered by the divine, eh, engineered by chance, floats a few feet off the ground, bearing weapons of, well, bearing, it says weapons of legends long past, no bearing rusty shrapnel long past. This is the tetanus wheel. And, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Oh All right, so, uh, Vary, it is your turn. What do you do? Um, okay, so, uh, that's horrifying. Um, she's gonna make a ranged spell attack. Okay. Uh, using chaos bolt. Okay. Uh, so I guess let me make the attack roll to start. I want to say real quick, I am not sponsored by Cobalt Press, but I love this monster. I really we would love to be sponsored. We would love to be loved by the Cobalt, Cobalt Press. Press you see this is so awesome. You're gonna love these powers. You're gonna hate them, but you're gonna love them. Okay, that's awesome. The tetanus monster coming up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so that's gonna be a nineteen off the bat to hit. 19 with Chaos Bolt? Yep. Okay. Um, that is going to be a hit. Okay, and, awesome. Uh, cool, thanks for that. Oh, no! All right, well, I guess I'll roll my damage. Roll me damage. Uh, uh, what kind of dam damage? What, what kind of damage is it if it's Chaos Bolt? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Roll me a d8. So that is going to be... Oh, we, we, we don't get a choice. It's fire damage. Uh, as it's... Three, six. Okay. Nine, nine points of fire damage. Okay. So. As she she pops this uh, little uh, grenade gr uh, grenade off of her belt, uh, pulls pin and, and chucks it at this thing. Um, it's going to explode, and you're going to see some of its blades. Like it's going to rattle for a second, and then start spinning faster. And its blades are going to start looking red hot as it absorbs some of the energy. It looks scratched up, I will say. That didn't look like it did no, no damage, but uh, what else are you doing? Um, that's, you know, that that's going to be it. She's hiding behind some crates in okay. cover. Uh, what kind of halfling? Are you a light foot? Uh, yes, she is. Okay, so you can hide behind a lot of stuff. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, all right, is Crux doing anything? Um. Or did you use that part? Of, did you use your bonus action? I didn't use my bonus action, no. Um. She's gonna just get Crux to kind of hover uh, near near the back of the group. If so, if something happens, he'll be readily available for people. Sounds good, Claudette. You're up. What do you do? Um, can I try to figure out what I think this thing is? You may try. I don't know if I if I've ever heard of this sort of thing. If I you can I make you can use your reaction to uh, to make me a uh, an arcana roll. Sure. Can I... 
23. 23? You've heard? Um, it's, It's a spontaneous construct. Sometimes magical energy pulls itself together in a certain framework. It would be like um, like fire creating a random magical elemental. This has okay. created some type of creature around whatever magical energy was was left inside of that tank. Okay. They so should not- have cleaned it first. Like you're not supposed to leave stuff like this. It's like it's like how they when they tear down a gas station, you're not supposed to build on top of it for like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Okay. And they're supposed to sterilize it. And so it's actually kind of like becomes a creature. Yeah. So it's not really like just magic that you could dispel. It's a thing. It is. It it becomes semi-sentient. Okay. And often very hostile because it's had a bad childhood. Um. Well, it looks like it just took that fire that Barry threw and used it. Mm-hmm. Um... I am going to attempt Ray of Frost and see what that does. All right, sounds good. at least it might help cool down those blades. All right, sounds good. And negate that fire. Make me an attack roll. Yeah. Okay, so that is... Uh, 19. 19 is going to be a hit. Awesome. Okay, so this is going to be 2d8. Uh, So that's 11 points of cold damage. All right. Uh, Your Ray of Frost is going to strike it, and it is going to do what you think. It is going to cool those blades down, uh, and it's going to start slowing down for a second, and then almost like shaking off a bit of fatigue the blades are, the gears are going to start spinning faster. As in, it's just like... Okay, so it doesn't actually reduce its speed. It doesn't then. reduce its... No, it do, um, does it normally? Yes, that is part of the spell. It okay. reduces its speed um, by 10 it, feet. Actually, it will, it will reduce its movement speed by 10 feet. Okay. Uh, but basically, it doesn't, like, do additional damage. It's just going to, like, kind of shake its head like you just gave it a bit of a... You know, it's a spinning whirl of death blades, but you feel like you just gave it brain freeze. But I would say that the damage wasn't quite what you were expecting. It did some. So what I'm thinking as a player that would occur to Claudette is maybe magic's not the way to go. Bludgeoning might be the way to go. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, I would say that it's it's probably resistant to what you just gave it and the fire. Okay. So it's taking some damage, not all. Do you have anything else you'd like to do? Uh, she's gonna call out. Uh, I don't think magic's gonna work. Uh, Helfrin smash? <laughs> All right, uh, Ivy smash first. Ivy, what do you do? Hmm. I'm debating. <laughs> I mean, Claudette doesn't generally think of Ivy when she thinks of smashing. That's more like stabbing and bleeding shit. Yeah, um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, she's gonna do this. Um, so Ivy's going to, she's gonna cast mirror image of herself on herself. Okay. Um, so three illusory duplicates of Ivy suddenly pop up right around her. Oh, Dirk's, Dirk's fantasy. Yeah, I know. 
Before Dark is missing that. Um, so, because uh, that's one of her random abyssal tiefling spells that I rolled, and man, boy, that was abyssal nice. tieflings are great. Go ahead. They're so great. Um, so she will do that as her action, and as her bonus action, she is going to. I mean, magic may not work, but she's still gonna activate her um, crimson right, and she's gonna activate her lightning blade. And I will roll my d6. That is only two points of damage. Nice. Two points of damage right. total? For Ivy. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, so I'm not attacking yet. I've, I've used my action to cast the spell, and then. Okay. Um, she's she's gonna activate her her crimson right, and then okay. she's just gonna. All right, so your blade begins crackling with electrical energy. Uh, and are you doing any motion or movement? Yeah, she might move. Um, so this thing is about twenty away? feet away from you, and about fifteen feet away from Leiden and Talfrin right now. So she, yeah, she's gonna kind of go maybe like fifteen feet closer. So like the four of her are just kind of being distracting to that thing. Okay. Um, Cause Sounds yeah, good. basically you get to, you will roll if you attack me and yep. then we'll see if it actually goes for one, me. Oh, I know how, I know how this spell works. I love it. Mm -hmm, uh, all right, Leiden, you're up. Yeah. So Leiden would like to activate one of her channel divinities. So she'll um, raise a hand to her holy symbol and and like, utter a short prayer to the orphan mm -hmm. and choosing this swirling thing of blades um curses it until the end of her next turn next time i or an ally of mine hits the cursed creature with an attack the creature has vulnerability to all of that attacks damage and then the curse ends Ooh, so she's beautiful. gonna curse it yeah um and she's then going to as her bonus action cast shield of faith mm -hmm. on talfren Sounds good. Uh, which gives you a plus two to your AC. Talfrin. Oh, damn. Nice. And Thank that you. will be your turn. All right. Uh, it is now its turn. Sorry, taking a note for the future. Um, okay. Uh, this thing is going to... And is going to turn. And um, true to form, it is going to uh, surge forward toward Ivy. And is going to make uh, three... Heroic jabs, which is I love that's what its attacks are called. Okay, so I will roll the, the d20 to see if you three times, I guess. Okay, so I have a uh, well, if I hit, so I have yeah. a uh, a 17, a, a 20. Um, so this that will that will meet. Um, so one duplicate will go away with the 17. Um, <laughs> Well, at least I'll do something. Um, do 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 do. Um, second one, duplicate goes away. And what was the third one that you rolled? Sorry. Uh, a nat one. So make me an opportunity attack if you'd like. Oh, I would love to do that. Thank you. So it's going to swing through one of your duplicates, and it killed both of, two of them. Yeah, it killed two of them. It swings through a second one, and as it goes to attack you, it's kind of confused by its by where it's attacking, which gives you a perfect shot, and this has vulnerability, so you're doing double damage. Sweet. Um that is going to be a do 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 18 to hit. That is a hit. Roll me damage. 
Sweet. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Ah, I never find my D8s when I when I want them. There they are. Okay, well, that was... Okay, um... So, do you want me... Is the lightning damage also vulnerability every, or every, no? Uh, I'm gonna say the it's the entire attack, right, right Leiden? So it's one, um, until the next time an ally or of yours hits the cursed creature with an attack, the creature has vulnerability to yeah, all of so, the attack's damage. Okay, yeah. so the lightning damage too, cool. Perfect. Um, so that's gonna be a total of... Um, do, 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 let me math, sorry. Uh, that's gonna be a total of 22 points of damage. Now, is that, that's your combined total or did you double it? That is the combined doubled. Okay, so, so you got 11 and you, it's 22 and you added your dex into that? Nope. Yeah, don't forget to. So another four. I forgot about the decks. Okay, so oh, that's... and the two, and the plus two for dueling. I keep forget dueling. I keep forget the dueling. A plus two again. So, so that <gasps> is, so that is uh, an additional. So you hit with two attacks, or just one. As a reaction, can I make two attacks? Oh, you're right. You're right. I don't even know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is going to be an additional twenty points of damage. So that's going to be forty-two points of damage. Yes, Ivy. Yes, right? Ivy. Isn't it? Because it's plus two plus... Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's going to be... No, it's, uh, it's, plus six. it's plus six, so another 12 So points. it's going to be uh, 34 points of damage. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Holy Sorry. crap. <laughs> uh, so it's going to lunge through one of your through one of your clones, through another one of your clones, and then as it aims at you, you're just going to slam into it and are actually going to cut one of its spinning blades off. It's clang onto the ground, and it, like swirls and like pivots down almost to look at the blade and then looks back at you and looks a little embarrassed and angry but I that was a hell of a hit smirk she's she's gonna take her tail and just push the the the, the, the spin the, the discarded blade with her tail okay and, like, uh, and on that uh i'm gonna spend a hurt the more to activate my purifying resonance uh oh, no everyone within 30 feet of me must succeed a con save oh okay okay Oh, okay. Uh, oh, so, man, Claudette, miss- you're out of range, and so is... Is this necrotic or radiant damage? It is neither. Okay, cool. Just got to check. I'm going to uh, spend my determination. I got a 17. 17? You're fine. He's dead. Uh, Constitution save? 15. 15. Uh, you do not succeed. Uh-oh. That was um, my determination. Okay, Leiden, what do you got? That's going to be an eight if it was a constitution save. All right. Would you like to use your inspiration or you already had? I've already used my inspiration. Okay. Um, It is going to start glowing slightly and is going to thrum with harmonic resonance. Uh, If you failed this save, each creature in the area that fails this save has all conditions and magical effects ended immediately and concentration is broken. There goes Shield of Faith. Shield of Faith vanishes. Mirror, mirror images. Would that deactivate the blade? Is a question. All magical effects on it ended immediately, uh, including your blade. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yep. So it just starts go boom, and all of your within thirty feet, all of your magical effects and spells vanish. And uh, Talfrin, it is your turn. He's probably so low on the initiative list because he was like, activate, activate. Oh, and then the, flicks it on. 
Um, your sword begins glowing with negative light energy. If that makes any sense, it's like looking into a black hole. All right, let's go. You ever um, seen the dark saber? It's like that, but cooler, because I'm running it. Suck that it, Favreau. Bonus action? bonus action? For me to run something cooler than John Favreau? No, it takes a lot of effort. Oh, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, no, flicking it on. Activating it like that. Yeah, it's it's literally you're flicking a, a toggle. Okay, then I would also like to rage at the same time, because this thing... Because uh, I felt stronger for a moment, and then that power got sucked away from me, so you know what? I'm angry. I, I'm, I'm angry for you. Can you roll me D100? Yeah! I oh. sure can. Let's load the wild magic chart. Let's go. Uh, there it is. Uh, 75. Oh, 75. 75. Okay, hmm? so let me just check real quick. 75. Yes. We all magically... Holy <laughs> shit. Okay, let me just check what... Because I've got I've got 200 things, so I check I check both and I see which one's better. Okay. Oh, that's a dumb one. Um. Okay. Uh, okay. Talfrin, I want you to yes. do me a favor. I am all one. Right. Uh, and we are going to go in a spiral outwards from me. Uh, so, uh, it goes, I am one, Ivy is two, Leiden is three, Talfrin is four, uh, Crux is five, Claudette is six, um, the Carbuncle is seven, and Ivy is eight, I mean Ivy, uh, Vary is eight. I would like you to roll me a d8. Oh, okay. Uh, there it is. Uh, six. Okay, so by that count, that is Claudette. Didn't I say? I think so. Cool. Uh, Claudette, um, what are you, what do you have on you? Like, what possessions do you have with you? Yeah. Like, do you, so let's see, you don't have a shield or anything, right? No, I have okay. my rapier. Okay, so clothing, um, my so little book bag with my spell book. Okay. Bag. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, your sword is one. Your outfit is two. You have a cloak of some kind. Probably. Okay, that's three. Your glo- do you have gloves on? Yeah. Four? Or at least okay. one glove. Boots, are, boots are five. Mark. Your backpack is six. Uh, and then seven and eight are miscellaneous. Okay. Talfrin, roll me a d8. Okay. Okay. Uh, is a five. What did I say five was? Your boots? I don't know. I said boots, right? Cool. Yeah. Uh, Claudette, yeah. um, you are going to... Sorry for the moment. This is just going to take one sec. Uh... Uh, oh god, really? Are we gonna do this? Are we doing this? Uh, <laughs> okay, and I would like you to do me a favor again. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, roll me a d6. Uh, five again. Cool. Uh, Claudette, um, you are going to feel a tinkling sensation at your scratched boots. And as you glance down, um, your boots are glowing slightly as Talfrin enters a blood-curdling rage. Uh, you are now attuned to your boots. <laughs> I will explain what that means if you decide to activate them. Talfrin, uh, 
Uh, you are free to rage running forward. It appears that nothing happens. Right. The magical energies lash out at you. Whatever, that's fine. Fine by me. Um, he's going to try to slash at it twice. Okay, or stab go ahead. at it, I guess, twice? No, slash probably. I don't know. Whatever. He's going to run good. at it twice. And we are going to use my inspiration. Uh, and we are going to use... And roll again. Uh, and we're going to use my lucky. Sounds okay. good. Okay. Um, so I got 26 for one roll. That is a hit. And then a nat 20 for the other one. Oh my god, do it. My lucky. do it. Because <laughs> I remember to, to use lucky. Okay, okay, okay. Do it to it. Ah. Oh, actually, sorry, not 26. I was going to use great sword master. I'll allow it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, sorry. I was like, I was thinking about it and then I forgot. Okay, go ahead. Um, okay. So, um, the, um, the charge that you have is an additional 2d6 necrotic. Nice. Okay, so Damn. for the first one... Um, oh, it also add be... plus one to all damage because magical. Ah, right. Okay, so for the first one, that's going to be 2d6 plus six. Um, so 46... Is it on all it on all of those attacks then? Are both of those attacks then? Uh, it is going to be is what yes, each attack will have that for for the ten minutes. Okay. So, first one was twenty four. Oh, sorry, twenty five. Okay, so that's with your rage bonus, with your strength bonus, with the plus one, with the plus two d six, and okay. Yeah. So twenty five. Yeah. Okay, and on I this one, very well. on this one, please remember to double on the crit, everything. Okay. okay. So you should be rolling forty uh, six plus forty yeah. six plus. Yeah. That's it, actually. Forty six plus forty six, so eight d six on the second hit. Yeah. Uh, well, still just the four, and then double it. So eighteen, which turns to thirty six, and then plus all my modifiers is going to be sixteen. Uh, 17, 6 plus 17 is going to be 53. Holy shit. Okay, so uh, with a blood-curdling scream, Taffred's going to go forward, and the first one is going to actually smack some of the blades aside, which are going to set him up for a perfect critical on the second one. Uh, That is going to be, as we call it in the industry, a hell of a blow. Uh, (laughs) One moment while I do some math here. Um, It is going to start spinning and trying to like wiggle out of your way. Uh, it is getting caught on its own spokes. Uh, you critical hit it while using Great Rip Weapon Master, which means yeah. you get another attack. Uh, does it? I'm pretty sure that was just a homebrew one. Is it? Gr- on Great yeah, I think so. Great it's if you have an, it's if, but you used your bonus action to go into a rage. It did. Oh, that's right, because you turned your yeah, bonus so action you into used a the bonus. Right. Yeah. It's oh, not your reaction. It actually is a thing. Yep. Yeah. But it does that's take your nice. bonus. I thought it was a reaction for a second. Cause, yeah, uh, no, it's, it's... Uh, So that's a hell of a hit. Um, uh, damn, son. Uh, it is near decimated as you slam your sword into it twice. Uh, Carbuncle is in a perfect location and is going to just use his light beam because, hey. Uh, and is actually going to hit. That's pretty dope. Uh, oh, I actually rolled okay damage. Uh, oh, that question. is. Yes. 
with that, um, because I guess technically the blade is a magic thing yes. when I activate that, did it feel like it was like resisting that at all? Not even remotely. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Cool. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, it sort of, it, like the necrotic energy that you're wielding right now cut mm-hmm, through this thing mm-hmm. like butter. Nice. Like it just tore it in half. And as it limps around, uh, the carbuncle is going to dance to the side, mm, concentrate and shoot another ruby beam out. That's going to do decent damage, um, but not particularly great. It seems to be resistant to whatever it's shooting. It's going to growl, and uh, that is going to be the end of this round. Very, it's your turn. Um, is there any, like, debris around? Literally everywhere. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So she's just going to pick up a rock. Okay. Um, and can you please make me a dex saving throw? Uh, sure. Uh, is a nat 20 good enough or do I? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it might just be, just, okay, just cool, be cool. good enough. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Um, can I spend my inspiration to give you disadvantage on that? Uh, no, because I roll with advantage on saves. Ah, okay, there we go. Never mind. All right, well, in this case, this is gonna do nothing. Um, okay. She'll throw a so, rock at it and go, tink. So it basically, like, what happens gunk, is, gunk, gunk, um, gunk. is like, she's gonna pick up this rock, throw it, um, and then grab a little, uh, grab a little thing, like, off, off her arm, chuck it at the rock, and the rock's just gonna go, pew, uh, at this thing, and then you go ping and fall. Um, and then, so that's great. Uh, and then, with a bonus action, she's gonna tell Crux to uh, to hit it with force damage with, with its blast. So basically, he needs to be 30 feet from it. Sounds uh, good. Make me an attack roll. He's gonna make an attack roll. Uh, he's going to, I think that's gonna be a hit because that is an 18. Mm hmm. Fantastic, so that's neat. And this is neat. super low damage. Good job, rabbit. Yeah. And that's gonna be a four plus my proficiency bonus, which is three, so four, five, six, seven points of force damage. All right, uh, the rabbit will flap its ears and fire the force bolt. Uh, and as it does, this thing will go ting as her it's it's really out of sorts and that that was not its favorite thing to have happen <laughs> i will say it's a little, it's pretty dented up um i think that's so funny that is so funny um i'll tell you about this after wait that doesn't even oh i read this oh no i read this entry wrong like you had like you read the entry about the tieflings wrong and ended up one no, this, this, this actually does not affect anything <laughs> so far, um, but it is something that would have been hilarious in certain circumstances. Um, Fair enough. So, basically, I, I accidentally, I fudged my way around this without even trying, which is always great. Um, Claudette. Um, well, hitting it hard seems to, seems to be working. Uh, magic missile. Okay, magic missile. Go ahead and make me a uh, uh, roll me your damage. I was gonna say there's no attack roll. Uh, what level roll are you casting this. at? Just basic. Sorry. Are you casting just basic level? Yeah. Okay. 
I'll, I'll tell you about this thing after game tonight. I think you'll really like this thing. Uh, okay. 12 damage. How many? 12. Um, all right, you slam into it with... <laughs> your force bolts slam into the side of it, and it starts wobbling on its axis. It's starting to fall apart. One of its rings actually falls to the ground and clangs, becoming just broken struts and screws. And uh, it is not happy. It is actually... It's kind of sad. Um, and... Uh, I have to ask, Claudette, are you doing anything else with your actions? Um, I'm gonna kind of do that, look at my boots, tap the floor with them a bit. Like, what the hell? What happened? They're and, glowing. Okay. Uh, uh, can you do me... Are you doing anything after that? No. Cool. Uh, actually, one moment, because this is funny. Cool. Um, you're gonna tap your boots on the floor? Cool. Uh, as you do, can you make me an acrobatics check? Yep. Now, the, the ceiling is... Ah, nat 20. Uh, okay, so Claudette, you are going to tap your boots on the floor and are going to feel a sudden unbelievable sensation. Uh, what's your strength score? 10. 10. Um... One moment. Okay, uh, you are going to clack your heels on the ground and feel a sudden spring in your step that is going to launch you into the air. Uh, you are going to, uh, you are going to leap and flip thirty feet through the air to on top of this table, landing flawlessly. In fact, with with Just a side yelp jump, a little bit, <laughs> uh, you are actually going to leap hit your feet on the ceiling and spring down into the table. Can I superhero landing? I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, Ivy, it is your turn. Oh, this God. thing is Alfred, looking... what did you do to my boots? I didn't know if Toffrin was going to have a witty comeback or not. Oh. I was waiting to roll the dice. <laughs> oh, he, he's distracted, but that's oh, that's very like, what the hell? Women in sexy magical footwear is Talfrin's thing. Mm. He didn't All right, have to so tell everyone gonna, that. That was just secret. Ivy's gonna just make three three swings with her swords. Um, so the lowest one I is, got. This is uh, these are regular magic or these are non magical now, right? Correct. Cool. Go ahead. Um, because she didn't activate. She That's thought about totally activating fine. the blade, but she didn't. Um, so the lowest one I got is an 18 to hit. That is it. Did you get a nat 20 on any of these? No. Okay. Unfortunately. That's okay. I, like, I could have spent inspiration, but I didn't. I was um, so, real quick, um, mm -hmm. I need everyone in inside of... Oh, oh no. because of this room, I'm actually going to double this. Uh, every Everyone in this room uh, is going to... Actually, this table. Uh, everyone in this room needs to make me three constitution saves. Uh, Very, you will have advantage because you're hiding behind something. Do I roll my damage first or no? Roll your damage first. Okay. Um. Do, 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 do. Sorry. Um, do you want me to split them up between lightning and... Wait, no, the lightning's gone. Lightning's gone. <laughs> Bye, I forgot to reactivate that. It's fine, but I took three attacks. Um, you did. I did. 
Ah, da 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 da. Da 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 da. It's gonna be thirty-five points of damage. All right, uh, and I need you to make those three contacts now. Uh, everybody, your difficulty is fifteen. Well, Ivy got a oh, nat me, one and 16. a six and an eleven. Okay. But Everybody's made one. their checks. Cool. Uh, who <laughs> failed? No one. Um, I failed on one of them. Yeah. Okay, I'm that's all it takes. Uh, <laughs> Ivy, you are going to slam your blade into this, and uh, I got to ask you two questions. Number one. How do you want to do it? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so it's like just a bunch of spinning. It's a bunch blades, of spinning metal. Right? All right. So Ivy's going to basically like take one sword and she's going to like try and like stab it down through the center and pin it and then just take the other sword and just like try and. Or she's going to know. She's going to do like try and put them in both and then she's going to try and like rip it mm-hmm. apart with both swords and just and go like it is going to just completely rip apart but as you do the sound of your blade striking it are going to echo off its harmonic frequency uh everyone who failed that constitution save is going to be deaf for a minute as in you hear and you just hear tinnitus ringing oh my tinnitus uh and it is going to collapse to the ground uh, and as it does, it dissipates into so many pieces of just random, random, just junk. Um, as it does so, there's going to be tink, 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 and the cartridge at its core is going to roll over um, between uh, Ivy and Leiden. Ivy's going to reach down for it if, if Leiden doesn't make like a... Nah. Jump for it, Ivy. will go and pick it up. Okay. Yeah, look it looks it. like a weapon cartridge. Is it a certain color? Uh, ye, sort of. It's kind of um, kind of bluish white. Like not a cold type of light. More like a um. So it doesn't look like the one that she has. That's the cold damage. It looks different it than that. Looks different. This looks like more. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's actually green because I don't think green. Well, damn, what color is this? I'm gonna say it's kind of like a pulsing gray. Now that seems like it would be thunder. I was gonna say okay. I was just gonna what, guess okay, thunder. What color is force damage? Oh, I would say oh, it's like purple. I don't know purple? why, but like a light purple kind of yeah makes me feel like it. Sure, we're gonna say purple then. We'll go with purple. Oh, it matches Ivy's hair. You know, that kind of makes sense. That's how I think of magic missile, and that's force damage. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so you're gonna pick it up, and it it is sized for any weapon. But you're like. Ding. She'll 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 like hold it up and very obviously, and just like she'll motion to just put it in her bag. Being like, I'm gonna take this if anyone wants it. But like, she's gonna be so just like very obviously show it around and just put it that she has it. So if anyone wants it, shrug, <laughs> Leiden shrugs and looks back up at the wall of. Yeah. Very's gonna barrier. go investigate the remains of the thing. Uh, it is a bunch of junk. Looks like mining equipment. Like, there's part of a drill blade in there. There's um, like a pocket knife. This is a weird thing. But it is there some... anything of like remote value at all? Uh, inside of it? 
Uh, mostly just that core that Ivy pocketed. Okay. Which is a pretty pretty dope thing, actually. Um, Claudette, as you're over on the table, your boots are going to continue to glow for a moment before slowly stabilizing, right around the time your hearing comes back. Okay. So basically, it, the effect ends. Uh, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. She's uh, going to kind of look around and then test them out and try and jump a little bit. Uh, yes, so uh, while wearing these boots, your walking speed becomes 30 feet unless your walking speed is higher. Your speed will never be reduced if you are encumbered or wearing heavy armor. In addition, your, your jumping is uh, three times normal. Okay. Uh, but you cannot jump further than your remaining movement would allow. Okay. Uh, these are now permanently boots of springing and striding because Talfrin rolled create a random magic item in within 30 feet. Cool. Amazing. Amazing. So 75 is great. Wild. 75 75 is great. 175 sucks. It's destroy oh, okay. a magic item. Oh no. And I was like I mean unless that creature was a magic item. Oh. I mean, yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. So that was cool. dope. That's cool. That's awesome. Um Yeah. All right, so the jumping thing will be useful. Um I think my speed is already 30, so yeah, it's it's really good for for heavier characters. Mm -hmm. um, like get Does some it of these... affect anything? It doesn't affect if your speed goes higher, right? No. Sweet, because no. I do it, go up to forty. It, with it defaults on. to the highest speed available. Okay. Um, this is what Mars used to jump out of the giant's hand in uh, Shards and Urn. She has a pair of these. Nice. So that's how she didn't get immolated to death. And also, that's how that's how when uh, we were fighting the mechanical spider. Xeno was able to just go like from rooftop to rooftop. Oh yeah, because they were originally the ones that Farrah gave, right? Yeah. Fair. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Alright, gotcha. and with that, a little bit of peace and quiet returns to this room. What do you all do? Uh, that was pretty fun. Oh, um, still working? Why don't we not tap on things that are tapping back this next time? You got a cool little thing there. Well, I was gonna go look at. Yeah, if anyone wants, it's. I think it, the it's barrier. this kind of cool purple. I kind of like the purple, but if anyone wants the cold one back, I wouldn't mind. Someone can have this cold. I mean, I think I'm. I think I'm out. So I. I. I'd be down to have yeah, another sure. one. Here's the, here, take the cold one. Your blade is still glowing right now, oh, and it will oh. for the next ten minutes. Oh no! Uncharge. Can I uncharge it? Can I? Flip yeah, you it can back? shut it off prematurely. Oh yeah. Oh. All well, right, maybe so not. Well, maybe not. I would he if I turn this off, oh no, he, he would, they would just turn it off, actually. He All right, so you'll hear a junk, and it'll eject an empty cartridge at the side. Oh, that's not what I meant to do. Well, now I know. He'll plunk the other one in because it didn't go off right away. Okay. You can pick that up and <laughs> potentially refill that at a, at a filling station. Perfect. Was, was, is that. the purple one full, or is it partly Oh, the purple used? one is, uh, is full. Oh, sweet. I'm gonna have to find a way to get something like that to work in in one of my weapons. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It seemed to work really well against whatever that was. Did I originally just real quick, since since this is a system we've designed for this game, did I originally say that it worked in minute increments or ten minute increments? Did I say ten minute increments? Uh, ten minute, I ten don't minute know. increments. I think that's what I've always sure. said, right? Okay. Yeah. Thanks. So. Basically, like an hour's. You, there's like an hour's worth of time in a charge, but you can yeah. like. Yeah. But you can only do it in ten minute increments. Yeah, gotcha. that's that's yeah. fair. Um. Well, it depends because my first one was once a day for one minute. 
Was it? Okay. Yeah, turns sword into plus one. So that was a magic cartridge that I originally got mm -hmm. from the armory. Okay. And then the fire cartridge was six charges each plus 10 minute. Okay. Then those will be the plus twos that are the 10 minute ones. Okay. Okay. It's a system we're designing on the fly. Don't worry. We'll publish it. It'll be good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Is anyone doing anything else here? Um, general investigation of the room. Sure. Uh, you can make me an investigation roll. Yeah, like, just basically, is there anything that the Very could use for building something or, like, anything of that kind of value? Um, Give me a check. That's going to be 15, 16, 17, 18, 23. 23. Uh, looking around the room, and what are you leading? Are you trying to do something with Very? Uh, looking around the room, Vary, you're going to see that kind of over near where you were hiding, on top of a very large bookshelf, looks like there's a a modulator that you would need to use in the in the machine in the previous room to get it running. One of Ooh. the three parts you need. Um, however, unfortunately, it's on top of a very high shelf. <laughs> so, Vary's going to be like, <laughs> and like jump a little bit, and then she's going to call Crux over. And be like, cracks, and he's gonna come, and he's gonna fly on top and uh, and pick it up. All right. Uh, so and, yes, you now have and, a modulator and, and deposit it in in Varia's hand, and then proceed to perch on top of her head. That's gonna give her an awful, awful headache. Well, <laughs> he's just kind of gonna, kind of gonna, kind of float there. Okay. I guess. It's like that's not a very comfortable hat. It's true. It's like a bowling ball on your head. Like it's. Oh, he is surprisingly lightweight. Because he's made. Ivy's of flesh. going back to the barrier. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think Leiden's very interested in it. Okay. So she doesn't know what to do with it because yeah. Perhaps with fresh eyes. What do? Do you know anything about this? And she'll look at it. Magic. Yeah. Magic. Magic wall? Barrier of some sort. We're trying to figure out... Well, I'm trying to figure out how to dispel it. Dispel magic? It's a I've... spell. Does anyone have that? Or a scroll? Um, Clanna's going to look at it, and I think it was said that it would probably be a really hard dispel magic. It would probably be a contested roll, yeah. I mean, I can try. Um, I'd have to I do it, I believe, as a... Oh, no, I do have it. Nice. Have it prepared. Okay. You can't do it as a ritual anyway, but yeah, so... Uh, okay, well, I couldn't remember it, because detect magic is a ritual. So I need you to make me an intelligence check. Okay. Uh, is, is an int check, like, a save where you apply your proficiency? I'm sorry? Would you apply proficiency or just the modifier? 
Uh, you add your, you don't add your proficiency to okay, your knowledge. Cool. Let me double check that. Uh, I just wonder because if I'm proficient in intelligence. <laughs> uh, no, you're only proficient on the save. Okay, I wasn't sure. Because they say it kind of weird in the book, so I wasn't sure how that works exactly. Um, but it's a dirty 20. All right, Dirty 20, um, you are going to summon up your magical energies into your hand, uh, press them against the door, and with a triumphant sound of shattering glass, you are going to dispel it, revealing a large set of double doors ahead of you. Uh, as you are looking around, uh, very, you're looking for other stuff that you can loot in this room. Uh, what's yeah, Talfrin basically. doing? Um, he was basically, like, kind of going towards the, the barrier, but kind of eyes to the ground. We're, like, really, really trying to see if he can find any more of those things that are apparently kicking around. Sure. They're pretty sweet. He likes them very much. He's pretty focused on that. He's okay. not good at investigation, though. <laughs> All right. So, um, Very and Talvern, you're not finding much more in this room, but in front of you, the barrier suddenly shatters, which shifts your attention northward. Oh, I get the good job. Oh, there we go. Let's go. Thank you. V- Very and the bun will move towards that side of the room and uh, gr- regroup, I guess. All right. Who's opening the door? Um, I mean, Leiden's going to step forward now that it's cleared. The door With begins a... opening as soon as you are within touching range of it. Nice. She's got her That's hand convenient. reaching out towards the handle and be like, oh. It slides just... open slowly put her hand back down disappearing into the walls behind it and uh, you will I'm surprised that another Imperial Magus couldn't open this um, and that will be answered as soon as you step through for it looks like this must have reset itself because on the other side, you'll see a pair of statues flanking a large rectangular room with two stairwell doors leading off, one to the left and to the right. Another one of these tanks is in front of you and a bunch of siphoning t- tubes leading up around the side of um, of a doorway. Actually, two flanking doorways to the north, large and open. There are a pair of crates on the right that just kind of uh, are just kind of have been abandoned there um, by previous occupants. And uh, as you approach, you'll see that one of them has a very sternly stenciled warning label on it. Ooh, does it say anything? Yeah, it says uh, box of Vorpal Squirrels. <laughs> Keep out. Do not touch. Do not stick any appendages. This means you, Frank. Um... I wonder what appendage Frank was sticking in that. If I poke it with a sword, what happens? Okay. Dead. Uh, where, where do, you, do you have a sword? Yeah, she has a sword. So there's a little gap in the um, in the containment field, like inside of the crate. Uh, but all, inside, all you'll see is... Um, uh, and for those of you who are watching this later, someone paid for me to say this using channel points. Um... So I'm going to run with this, even though it's a serious game. Uh, so sticking your blade inside of it, uh, there's a little gap, but inside is, is nothing but shadow. Uh, and as you stick your blade inside, uh, can you make me a strength save? Yes, I can. Ooh, yes, I actually can. Okay. 
I don't add anything to it, but that's a 19. 19? Okay. Uh, so it is going, you're going to feel a sudden pull, and it tries to pull your hand into the hole behind the sword. Uh, you are going to pull back and hear, as you pull back a hilt. It sounds like a pencil sharpener on the inside there for a moment, and then a bunch of iron filings are going to fire out the back. I feel like that warning should not be focused on Paul, but on Soul Stars. I was just... Uh, you poked the box that said, take care. Well, I... Uh, I think it's been here long enough. Hmm. Well, that's neat. Well, apparently. Okay, so maybe don't touch the box of. Touch the box. I mean, we could lob the box at something else, and hopefully it would just. Oh, we that. could lob the box. No. Thinking here. Can we just leave the box alone? We're thinking yes. here. Oh God, I actually right. have something for this. By the way, give me one sec. Okay. Y'all, y'all, y'all grenade? You all, y'all think you can keep me off guard, and the chat included, but you can't. I'm gonna yes. just take the sword off of my equipment list. It's <laughs> giving this wide berth and going around the other side and exploring yeah, this room. Okay. She's looking at this thing closer to the center. Okay. Rounding yeah. the corner, what you're going to see is an immense chamber in front of you. You'll find what looks like a highly sophisticated siphon pump around the side. Something specific, but something incredibly, incredibly high-tech, incredibly potent, and it's, at the same point, actually quite old. You'd say that this is decades old, but still fairly, fairly high technology. Now, the room in front of you, you're standing at the top of, of a stairwell landing. Two sets of, stair of stairs on the east and west head down into what looks like a prayer room. You'll see an altar, as well as various bits of, well, abandoned gear, equipment. And at the far wall, a statue rises up. Even those of you without the ability to see at this range are going to be able to make out its features. It's... It's impossible to say exactly what the person that you're looking at is. Their form is andro androgynous. Long hair frames the face. If you had to guess, you'd say that Perhaps they're more feminine? But the form is completely neutral. A pair of beautiful... Well, what you would assume are be beautiful eyes are wrapped in cloth. The figure in front of you is blind. In each hand, they hold a tablet. They're not nude, but the clothing they're wearing is sheer marble clings to the form, revealing the thin, gaunt figure of someone who does not eat or sleep as much as they should. As you look closer, you will see that there, this figure is flanked by two... Well, it was flanked. 
by two statues. To the right is a place where it looks like a statue of a door, like the one on the left there, used to stand, but has been removed. You can see places where industrial equipment have drilled it and cut it away from the floor. On the left is a large door made of ivory. No, silver. No, platinum? Marble. It seems to shift in your perceptions. Whatever it is, the door is made of light-colored material. The one on the right. I would like everyone to make me a history roll, please, if you have been to the capital only and really been to the capital. I think so. Maybe? Probably? I, probably with the Belmont family? Yes, you would be able to roll this. Okay. I don't know if Ivy would have really been then, to the capital. Then I would not roll. Yeah. Very isn't paying attention. She's looking at the, at the siphon pump. Fourteen here. Fourteen? Yeah. Okay, and Claudette. Uh, Twenty-four. Uh, you've seen this before, Leiden. But, Claudette, this is inside of the... This is inside of the Imperial Palace. Like, not, not that one, not the broken one. You can see that the door that is erected on the left is shattered down the middle, cracked and useless. The obsidian door is a statue that was moved from Vexnergali. It sits inside of the palace right now. A symbol of the Empire's conquest. It's an amazing reflective surface, like an obsidian mirror that you can look into, and it seems to reflect all nature of things. It was paraded through when you were a child. You're not sure where it is now. But it's somewhere in the capital. Apparently it was a magical relic that was seized from a heathen temple. Looking at this one, putting the clues together from the door is like, well, I guess that was the infernal one. Leading the door in front of you hums. As you're the closest one to it, you will hear soft whispering coming from the other side. Not threatening. Encouraging. Over at Ivy, who's nearby. Uh, Ivy, you hear nothing. Layden. Layden's gonna step forward. Layden, come here. Come to us. You don't hear that? No. Leiden. And Ivy's gonna take, like, concerned steps towards Leiden. And Leiden's gonna step right up towards this thing, and she's listening. Because I think she's rather fixated on this. Come home. Come home to us. Is it in common or celestial? Or does it matter? It is not in a language. Okay, okay. You feel this inside of your mind. Or perhaps deeper. Hmm. Come home. You don't here? No. They are coming. What's coming? From beyond the stars, they have found you. What? And she's yeah. gonna reach out to the door, because 
gotta touch it. Sounds good. Uh, can you do me a favor? Uh, can I yeah. get you to make me a charisma save, please? Sure. That's gonna be a 26. A 26? Okay. Fantastic. Uh, let me just see if I can beat that. I cannot with it with the d20. Okay. Uh, you are going to touch the door, Leiden, and uh, as you do, uh, Leiden's skin is gonna start glowing. You're going to see her veins start to be visible. Her her very blood is going to glow through her flesh. Um, and without attempting to, you are going to um, uh, activate your ASMR form. Your wings are going to explode out of your back. Mm -hmm. uh, and your eyes are going to roll up into your head. And as you are standing there, they are going to be glowing with a soft white light. No, they didn't roll up. They... They vanished. Your pupils dissolved into the light. Leiden? Leiden? And all around you... You will all hear... A simple sound... Of a baby crying. It echoes... like a phantom inside of the room from all corners from all corners the crying of a child Leiden opens her mouth and over the din which suddenly stops the moment that a voice leaves her mouth but it's not quite hers that leaves it's deeper stronger infinitely commanding they are coming from the corners. Prepare yourselves. And suddenly, as that occurs, you are all going to hear the most horrifying howls erupt from all angles of this room. Howls that seem to echo and shift across time as they rip into your ears and into your soul these baying, horrible sounds that overwhelm the entirety of the room, cutting through what beautiful peace there was here. And as you glance around, you are going to see strange creatures erupt suddenly into view from every right angle that you can see in this room. Pale wolves made of rubbery flesh with tendrils leaking out of their backs explode into the room, attacking you, flying from all angles. And uh, we are going to pick up there next Thursday. We hope that you enjoy and come back for the battle against the Hounds of Tendalos. Uh, yeah, getting some Lovecraft up in this bitch. Uh... So, hold on, I have story time for this. I just gotta remember where I... Where these guys are. Hounds of Tindalos. Oh, they are on CC. Okay. I have Sorry, so many... today was apparently the the day of lead in touching everything. Uh, oh, so, this is what explodes out of you oh, from all someone... corners of the room. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh damn. Oh. <laughs> so, they are stepping through the corners of otherwise solid walls. Hairless dog-like creatures clothed in blue ichor relentlessly pursue you and cross... Uh, 
dimensional barriers in, in pursuit of their prey. Uh, they leap out at you from every corner of the room, and uh, that is going to be game for the night. Mm-hmm. Ah! I'll have to let someone else touch all the things next game. It's you... fine. They're all celestial. I don't think I, last time Ivy touched anything celestial, she got she got okay, like so there's a corner half her health taken. So Hold she on. Doesn't want to touch things. Thankfully, the Empire <laughs> brought me corners. Because if you notice, this room was built without corners. Ah. Uh, so aside from the oh. railings, so the railings are corners. And oh. Oh, I see, like the curved wall. Yeah, yeah. everything in here is curved except for these two points right here. Uh, oh. However, the Empire brought some corners. Got it. With <laughs> them. Mm, thanks, Empire. Th there oh. we go. All right, so that's going to be it for us tonight. Let me swap back over. Whoop. All right, so did you guys have fun with that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love this book. Uh, How's everything really close are Lovecraftian horror, so enjoy. Cool. They are legit terrifying, and I was very happy to see them. Um, <laughs> how are you guys feeling? You guys having fun? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just very, very sleepy. Okay. So how many mm -hmm. Hurt the Moors do I have going forward? I have, oh, I'm going to say that I spent the drama bomb, Hurt them more. I have two going forward and a Something Good Happens. Okay, that sounds good. All right, so folks, uh, we hope you had a good time tonight. And uh, are you having any idea where the plot is going? I'm curious if you think you know what's going on. Yeah, not really. All right, cool. No idea. Are you having no, fun I with don't. it? Yes. yes. All right, good. I'm excited to see how everyone kind of I'm liking the ties in. I like how we found out a lot about Talfrin. And we're getting some weird vibes from Leiden over there. I thought I thought it was hilarious because you guys just went there. You took technically took the shortcut. Did we? Yeah. Did we? I will say, though, that there is plot in the rest of the dungeon as well. So yeah. if you okay. wish to learn and investigate some more about what the hell this place was about, um, you are going to get some big cookies in this room, but the other cookies are spread around. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you'll get more if you search around, but you'll get some here, so that'll be good. Um, yeah. So I hope that everybody had a fantastic time, and we're going to be back next Thursday night instead of Friday because of uh, uh, Mike is away for the weekend. Uh, so, uh, with that, uh, I look for... It was Thursday, right? It wasn't Saturday. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because yeah, Saturday's Mage. Because tomorrow's Mage, guys. Come and watch us play Mage the Ascension of the Victorian Age for the first game. It is going to be fantastic. It's going to make this game look like crap. <laughs> Don't say that. Aww. I love this game. Aww. Just think of how much you're going to love that game. Anyway, uh, folks, we love you very much. And uh, DM Mike, I hope that was fun because uh, DM Mike had a big hand in this. DM Mike is uh, uh, my um, uh, holy patron, my, 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 what was it, DFIC Patreon? I forget the exact the exact term, uh, but he's the, the top level uh, patron uh, and that allows you to have, uh, basically he helped me create some of the plot for this game. Uh, and uh, I hope that Shulton's watching too because that might factor in sometime soon as well. Uh, I hope that you enjoy this. Uh, reminder, on Thursday, that is the end of Act 2 of The Reign of Emrys. So you definitely want to be here for that. It is going to be uh, a thing. I'm Please. Hyped. Yeah. Yes. I'm uh, also, I'd like everybody to make sure that they are uh, quite... Uh, is it just yeah? God patron is the so 
I, I phrase it a different way. I think I phrase it as divine patron in the in the credits because um, it just sounds cool. Um, but uh, be prepared. Next episode, even though it's on a Thursday night, we're probably going to go until around 11-ish uh, because I've got a lot to do that night. So uh, we're going to have a very short let's chat and we're going to be like, boom, 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 having fun with it. Okay. All righty. All right. So great game, everybody. I will see you all later. And for those of you in YouTube or Twitch land or listening on podcast later, uh, if you like what we do here, give us a follow, give us a sub on any free way you can. If you have Amazon Prime, you can sub to us for free. Uh, and if you want to support the channel more, you can always give some subs around or you can go support us on Patreon or Patreon. And then you get to do cool stuff like design gods and monsters and things like that and name squirrel boxes. Although that was irrelevant but that'll come back later i actually have a monster in one of these books that is the squirrel on yggdrasil that thing will kick your ass that squirrel oh, yeah. is lethal <laughs> uh so uh for f folks uh love you very much have a fantastic night we will see you next time on the reign of emery's night the reign of emery's is a dork tales production it stars christine rattray as claudette belmont amy godfrey as leiden and Merov, caitlin vinkel as talfrin prideri Robin Holford as Ivy, and Katrina McGee as Veritrix Soulstar. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. Our opening theme is Resolution by Alexander Nakarada, and our closing theme is Find Them, also by Alexander Nakarada. For a full list of the music used in this episode, check the show notes below. To learn more about the world that Reign of Emerys is set in, check out our wiki or visit our Discord where there's plenty of information to go around. Thanks for supporting this podcast. If you like what we do here and would like to help Dork Tales grow, leave a five-star review, share us with your friends, and leave a comment below. And hey, while we're talking about people who support Dork Tales, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com dorktales, starting with our Patreon producers, our royal producer, Shulton the World Builder, our divine producers, DM Michael Gray, the great and powerful, and uh, my mom, and I guess my stepdad, Bob. Our demonic producers, Jade, the maker of monsters, and Bricarius, our fun but evil Funkel. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our wizard of the Patreon, Tammy the Forever Cleric. You're a wizard now, Tammy. Our princess of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Trizelta, aka James Bododge, Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, and The Traveler. Our level 20 heroes, Michael Ilot, the graphics guy, Chef Aladeth, and Drew Thompson. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the straw hat devil, Hans H. Boundahoof, Professor Multiverse, Adam Bomb, Tabitha Rudkin, Chandra Magic, Brady Chester, Heavy Metal and Tea, Raven with Bobbles, Prophet of Woe, Draconis Majers, Dodger Lakers fan, Jamal Cheatham, Renee Hayes, Spork Saber, and Sorcerer Sanguine, our very important patrons who donate five or more dollars per month, an actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first time patron, Mike Baxter, first of his name, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the Siege FX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, United Adventure Company, Robin Holford, the wine master, SM Pace, Hillary, Colin Son, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Evil, Doctor Who 4189, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Kara Rett, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Arachnikonikoni, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Ray G, Michael Reynolds, The Bongmaster, David Ellis, Confounded Hound, Jeremy Smith, 5280 DTC Nerd, Lock Slurm, Slouching Beast, Graham Rudkin, Frankenax, Chris Deeds, Karasha Urquhart, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Malazang, Andrew Wolf, Laura Arasmith, Sean Oldham, Mashmakan, Marcel, Loscrack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Whistler, DM Shari, Gaming Hyperpanda, Stuart Tiffin, Mr. J's Comics, 
Ethereal Ashy, Owls, Bartold, KC, Eduardo Garcia, Tyler Saunders, David Carnan, Fally Pally, Waffle Rabbit, Eric of Norse Foundry, and Robbie Dick. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Caitlin, Batran, Just Andy, EJ, an Insomniac Veterinarian, Creox, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Chris Blog, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, The Crazy Goblin, Jacob Embry, Catherine Petricelli, Kathleen Halperin, Robin Barton, Judith Steen, Orion the Scott, and Erica Lena. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.